This is the Criteria Increase Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylock. And we're just two guys who have no other trace number to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're pontificating and gallivanting, as one does as a proper debutante and escort, uh, to mm. be sure, as we watch Spine 326 in the Criterion Collection, Whit mm. Stillman's Metropolitan from 1990. But first, RJ. Yeah. Maybe it's cold outside. Jarrett, we've been over this. You can't say that anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. It's inappropriate, allegedly, is what they say. Are you saying that you're endorsing <laughs> the sentiments of that, that particular song? Or the sentiments of Bing Crosby <laughs> in general? Because we know what he did. RJ, it's been a wild week in the Why? world. Have you, have you heard about your your favorite uh, actor, and, and which one? Whoopi Goldberg. Oh yeah, she kind of got into a little trouble, hey? She she just kept talking. Yeah, I mean, she. I mean, that's what talk shows are, I guess. She was there to talk, but no. uh, <laughs> she just kept talking. At some point, someone should have been like, uh, "Hey, Whoopi, maybe we'll um." Maybe not right now. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you watched that clip, RJ. I didn't. I just uh, read the headlines. There, there's like this, like where they're trying to play off the segment, and it just them that playoff music keeps going, and they just mm. keep talking, and this is like, oh, that might be bad business for uh, Picard too, because Guinan's gonna be in there. Uh, it is uh, much much hey, talked about. Look, it all will be forgiven. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I, I think Whoopi kind of. It sounded like the day after she's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." So, I mean, that's better than other people who do that <laughs> stuff. And then once they go on to apologize, they they say even more stuff. And then you go, "Uh," you go, "Um, <laughs> guys, yeah, Whoopi ain't doing too good." Yeah. Um, but uh, what 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 else do you mean? Well, there was uh, just. I think I saw it today. Uh, there was a, a a wrestling talent, one Brian Kendrick, who was very making it public that he wanted to be released from his contract with WWE, and that he had asked Why? for it because uh, he wanted to go uh, do other things. Like mm-hmm. as it turns out, wrestle for AEW, the competition, and he had mm-hmm. uh, he had put in his. Uh, his walking papers, or he's wished to be released, and they mm-hmm. dragged their heels, dragged their heels, dragged their heels. There was, you know, uh, a bit of a an online little like, come on, let him be free. Because there's uh, another wrestler, there's like a, who's actually mm-hmm. a full time wrestler named Mustafa Ali, who had also asked for to, for his release, but WWE told him no, which is bizarre because they fire people all the time now but i guess if you really want to go they're just going to say no we're just not going to use you instead that that's very good business so but they just got to sit around yeah basically uh so this is brian kendrick guy though yesterday he got his release and like an hour later he had a match booked for aew dynamite this very night People were like, "Wow, that that was fast. That was uh, some fast turnaround." But RJ, <laughs> like yeah. today, uh, some some people uh, went and said, "Hey, do do you all remember like 
10 years ago when Brian Kendrick was doing all these DVDs? Because he's like an indie wrestler who's been around for a long time. And apparently yeah. he's got a fondness for conspiracy theories. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and he, has, he said some uh, not great things about the, the Jewish people. Oh. oh, and uh, maybe there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, fabrication with those Holocaust numbers when Brian Kendrick would just say out loud. And uh, mm. this apparently, like, if anyone remembered this, they had forgotten about it. But mm. in interesting timing that uh, everyone everyone suddenly learned about it today uh, to basically make him look bad and make uh, AEW react. I suppose because this guy's been working for yeah. WWE this entire time. I've never heard of this, and then suddenly it's like, oh yeah, there it is. These weird DVDs and these interviews he was doing. <laughs> Who knows? All I see this and I go, oh boy. So AEW has said, yeah, we're uh, <clears throat> we're postponing that match <laughs> till this mm. till this matter gets sorted with such with such mm. short notice. WWE has hush money, Jared. They 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 went okay. We got some tapes. We're gonna hold on to these, okay, bud. Oh, they've and got just, and, and just don't don't mention this they, for a while. They they have no qualms employing bad people. Let me tell you. Yeah, and I mean I mean look at their business plan. Is it, is it surprise you at all? Vince is probably like, oh you you can leave. You can leave. Do you know who? Oh, they, you can leave. You want to know who they just uh, fired today? Apparently, or or basically no longer works for the company. Uh, even Jax? though no no they and this is a person that just came back in. On mm. the, at the Royal Rumble, much to Sam Sanchez's glee, Rey uh, Mysterio, one Shane McMahon, oh. uh, showed up on the Royal Rumble and then got like released or fired today. Which interestingly enough is like, isn't that his dad who fired him? His, his, dad, I, his own dad. I was gonna say, what's the uh, what's the play there? I don't get it. Are they just trying to create drama, Jarrett? Family uh, drama? Maybe. I, I just mm. saw that uh, one Sam Sanchez did email in about uh, the rumble and other things. But we'll get about there. About the rumble? A little bit yeah. of rumble. A little, I saw something about winners and such. But mm. but hey, you know, I'm, I'm here with those wrestling scoops on the uh, uh, Wrestling Weirdos podcast. You're doing a wrestling podcast That's now? Right now. I don't know if you This do. is a wrestling podcast now? Yeah. This is news to me. Yeah. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg news. And Ooh. You got, what other kind of news you got, RJ? What, what's going on over there? News? Yeah. Anything cool? Uh, that Antonioni lady died. You remember her? No. Which I don't know. Um, what? What? That lady who's in all the Antonioni movies. Oh, I don't know. Antonioni. I, I, I missed that one. You missed that one? She died. Um, She's a blonde lady. Have you... Uh, She's in many Italian I, I, I see. I see. I guess I was paying attention to other things. RJ, did you go on any road trips this this week? Did I? Uh, no, I, ha I have not been on any road trips. Okay. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> well, see, last week we were mentioning talk of the convoys, and then uh, the very next morning... Uh, our own uh, prime minister uh, went into hiding because the convoys were on the way, Jared. Oh, is that what He didn't happened? say it at the time. Is that what happened? But, well, didn't they well he said he had was encounter with covid and then he did have it, but then uh, didn't they also say it's like yeah, we're going to move him to an un undisclosed location. 
because mm-hmm. of the convoys. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. The people. Like, Did the, you the, have the, to tell us? The, the, the people driving their trucks with giant uh, flags that say "fuck Trudeau." Yeah, well, we got a lot of those here in uh, Creepsville. Even I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Saturday night I went with a uh, with a friend for um, a light dinner, uh, an early dinner, some would say, Jarrett. And uh, we we encountered the convoy, which was uh, seven in our own little town, seven trucks driving around, um, honking their horns at people. Oh, I see. I missed all that fun. And uh, I went, hey, it's just like street leaders again. Exact same energy. <laughs> in February. And I'm I'm guessing the exact same people. You know what I mean, Jared? And would you want them running the country? I don't want well, them because they want to they, doing they, anything. They, they want to. They, they want government to dissolve itself and let let the people, i.e., them, the mm-hmm. the occupying force down in uh, Ottawa, take over just just to run things. You know, get rid of this here uh, these mandates. These are the same people who probably don't even return their carts in the grocery store, you know, Jerry. And they're like, we um, want to have control. No, they're, uh, but, yeah, they're, you know, just plain folk, RJ, defending our yeah. rights that we definitely asked for them to do. Oh, sure, sure. Remember? Oh, I remember know. When you asked, remember when you asked that guy? When I asked them? Yeah, you're like, man, yeah. if only someone did something about it, he went, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and and they said, oh, we'll do something. We'll go and uh, raid the homeless shelter for their food and <laughs> take, a, take a shit on a war monument. Oh, oh RJ. The shit Harry pi- Fox would have done it. The, the, the shit piles, the, the, the piss yeah. and shit that run through the streets of our, of our country's capital. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and, all, and all the they, horns, uh, the truck horns. I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know how many people are aware of uh, the fact that, uh, our, our country is uh, uh, seemingly um, under under attack by uh, freedom fighters, as they like to call themselves. Apparently. Yep, they uh, they've pulled up downtown uh, Ottawa, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the the shit rains because this is a there's no permit for this protest, so there's no porta potty to be seen. All these businesses closed because there's no way you can um, police masking because we actually do still have masking uh in canada but it's kind of a suggestion most guys just do it and then no one really wants to have the bother of like getting into a fight with these people so here they just say we're just going to close so these guys have nowhere to piss or shit in warm and it's also i think minus 16 celsius with wind chill warnings uh Mm -hmm. there and these guys are just these marauders are just wandering around honking their truck horns not constantly day six now i guess of just honking mm-hmm. horns i mean i don't know if you've heard of a little thing called waco <laughs> but uh, uh when, yeah. when the fbi was uh doing similar things playing music you know for the for the people mm-hmm. inside <laughs> um but these guys are doing it but they're doing it for the for the people the people that live there mm-hmm. i think the, mm-hmm. they, they, just, they need to be woken up and so we're going to play our horns constantly constantly yeah. can you feel can you imagine what the pets of those people are going through ah oh, it'd be a nightmare that was on uh, on saturday some someone was driving around our neighborhood revving their engine real loud and stuff and my pets were spooked by it and that was just one one loud truck but yeah they uh they're just going around honking i saw one funny thing where's a guy is like uh <laughs> he's like um He's like, well, they don't even—they're not even supplying porter potties for us. They—they're trying to make us fail. 
And then everyone was like, who do you, they're like, why should they supply you porter potties? He's like, because it's, it's our right. And then they're like, okay, well, what else? And they're like, they're like, do you think Justin Trudeau could help you? And he's like, we don't need anything from that guy. We refuse his assistance. And it's like, what? It's like, but you just said you wanted porter potties from him. It's that kind of stuff, you know, Jared? It's that kind of stuff. But, uh. Yeah, I saw the convoy on the weekend, those seven trucks. Well, and right right now, I think as we record, there's a another a, another a little a localized convoy right here in Creepsville. Just um mm-hmm. a one one and a half kilometer long slow roll of um you know, of a uh, one one mono ethnicity most likely mm-hmm. uh just riding around just wanting to defend our freedoms. Sure. It's funny that they think this is uh, something effective, you know. I don't know about, I mean, I think protesting is fine and stuff, but all I got to say, I think I said last week, <laughs> they've been trying to free Tibet for a long time, you know, and there's been a lot of protests to that, but I don't think it's free yet, right? Tibet? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So, like, like I don't know. Anyways, the, yeah, those trucker Anyways, dudes. Fun. Bad dudes. Great. Bad dudes. Bad dudes. Oh, there you go, RJ. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get that uh, sign printed up. Yeah, um, I'll, I mean, I'll go on record. Bad yeah. dudes. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's just me, though. You know. Nice. So, so were you driving around? No. I, I was. All, I was also in hiding in an undisclosed location. Uh oh! Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. To get away from these people, um, or yeah, or in solidarity. I, I, I want to mention that, like, uh, too, that one of one of these ringleader guys, um, who I think has been widely identified as a white supremacist, um, mm-hmm. he, he was talking about how he, how Trudeau is definitely in Tofino. Oh yeah, I got my eyes over there. I got my sources. And then, like, the next day, it's like, no, no, there he is. He's he's there. And did he fly secretly overnight? And nobody knew that he went mm. across the country. No one noticed. Usually people notice all these things. But no, there he was. But Sources, brother. Trust me, bro. Mm. Did they say it like that, too? Can you imagine? Where do you think Hogan would be on this? Uh, like Hulk Hogan. Brother? Where do you think he would stand what? on this? Well, wait, brother. I mean, red, <laughs> white, and blue, brother. Uh, Big leg yeah, drop right across those those mandates, brother. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He's Interesting. A, he's he's a Floridian, so I mean those guys oh, those guys yes. are living the life, the good life of just dying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you get that's that true. you get that opportunity. Oh yeah, you'll get the opportunity to die. We, we all will, but surely for, for, for some to come sooner than later. And um, despite public health measures to curb mm. that, uh, people are like, no. Nah. I'm, I'm, I can't do. I can't go on like this. I can't go to a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i, I yeah I, they're they're complaining because you know they can't go to boston pizza without a little with their mask and their mandate and like, oh, my freedoms. I, I like that the the go the go-to is boston pizza you know that's where they're going jared yeah. they're going for some strong bully and some boston brutes and they're no they, they want that they, they want stop they, they want that ball they, they want that bolognese aka bolognese, meat huh? sauce yeah they say give me the brute <laughs> And they put that down along with a couple of cold ones mm-hmm. each night, and that's just their life, man. Mm-hmm. It's just their life. You know, make make untoward comments to the servers and be like, "This is fine. Yeah. This is great." And say, "When do you get off?" 
<laughs> do you live on this side of town? <laughs> yeah. What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> oh, I'm just a big car guy. I'm just interested. <laughs> do you live alone? <laughs> you know? It's the, then uh, it's, like, it's like, I have a boyfriend. Oh, he, he won't mind. He won't mind. I don't. If, he, if he's an he say, well, an alpha male wouldn't stop there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what a lot of these guys yeah. say. These these uh, people you saw, perhaps, even on uh, well, I, well, I saw them Saturday get, they, Eve. They got their brute, and then they got in their truck with uh, the huge flag mounted to it, and uh, the true <laughs> don't uh, written in chalk on the side of their truck. I but, saw that this week. Oh, you saw it go down. Well, I saw a guy in a truck that had true don't written all over it. And then he uh, spray painted the front of his truck, the Alberta flag, oh. which I find weird because I've only ever seen the Alberta flag like five times, like in my life. And it's like, it's like, dude, there's no real need for it. We don't really care about Alberta flag. We don't provincial flags are meaningless up here. You know what I mean? Jer? Uh, there's a, there is a thing though on Twitter where people try to make their account look official by using the Alberta flag as their logo, but then you'll read it and it's just like, oh, this is, uh, this isn't real anything. This is just some guy. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, aren't we all just some guy in the grand scheme of it, Jarrett? We are all just some guy. So that's it for you, hey? You were just part of the convoy and then went home? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Oh, not me, not this guy. Just curious. No, I'm. I'll leave that to the Patriots and true Canadians, as they call themselves, as they hang out on the big ones. uh, For for a good laugh, people can check out uh, the Ottawa Reddit and check out the mega threads and see how people are reporting on Zello, which is a social media platform or something I I was unfamiliar with, but apparently that's where the convoysters are. Complaining is that about, where the truth is? Com, well, they're complaining about the trolls. They're talking about Antifa, uh. and they're talking about Antifa a lot. They got, Antifa's got snipers on the buildings, RJ. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who and, doesn't and have a sniper and, on and, the building of their heart? Well, because you know? well, Trudeau paid him to be there. Oh, I'm sure. Well, Jared, at least someone's finally telling the truth. You know Let's what get, I mean? Let it get it out there, you know? Yeah, finally telling the truth. Speaking of the truth, I had a I had an encounter uh, this Uh-oh. week that not well not a negative encounter not like a bear uh, sighting you know what I mean, but okay uh, so you know how I get really annoyed when grocery store and liquor store people ask me what I'm doing later. I, I think yeah. I found I think I found the new worst one ever. So I went to the bank last week and I had to uh, make a deposit, and uh, they're like just into your one account and I was like yeah, and then they're like. Uh, do you have any plans for this money? And I went, excuse me? And they're like, do you have any plans for the money you're depositing? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go buy a bunch of fucking porno with it. Like, I was like, what the fuck do you well, care? Well, it's that's, like, you're the bank. That's, that's when you explained that, yeah, I got to make sure I got some money in my bank account because uh, Vinegar Syndrome's got a big sale on porno starting on the 11th. Yeah. And then, well, and then, like, and then they go, oh, you're like, you want to hear more? You want to hear more, yeah, yeah. Rebecca? <laughs> like, I, I was so taken aback. They were like, do you have any plans for this money? I was like, what? I was like, since when does the bank ask what you're going to use your money for? Well, they Is wanted... that a normal thing? <laughs> they didn't, like, escalate to being, well, you know, if you put it into an RSVP, I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities. No, they, I mean, it wasn't even that. I just, 
I didn't even know how to respond. I was like, I don't know. Stuff you use money for, you know, <laughs> money, to live. Money things. Money things, potentially. Well, you say, it's like, what, you mean my fuck money? It's like, yeah, I'm going to go buy a bunch of prostitutes <laughs> with it. Legal prostitution. <laughs> right? It's legal in some places, no? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, it's just a bad question that, uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't ask people. I know. But I, I, well, because like, especially around I mean. here, I imagine that, like, these, these there's people that would... Uh... Not take too kindly to yeah. that kind of question? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. Like, And I'm not, uh, I'm not one of these freedom truther dudes, but it's just like, it's like, what the fuck does a bank want to know what I'm going to do with my money? Like, do they want to know that I, I'm going to, I'm probably going to spend it all on like pizza? It's like, <laughs> I'll tell you, I guess, if you really, if you have to know, but it's like, do you want to know how sad? <laughs> You're going to order uh, the full line of Garfield treasuries. Yeah. I like, like to I'm laugh. Garfield dolls. I, I like to laugh. I like to feel alive. And Garfield does all, both those things. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I got to use the money for my uh, Garfield uh, OnlyFans account. I got to get some of that Garfield merch. Well, I gotta, you know what I mean? I got I to keep Jim Davis uh, happy. Well, yeah. Anyways, have you ever have you encountered that no. before? Because I thought that was weird nope. as shit. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have anything to do with banks. It's all online, baby. I got apps for that. I know. I don't usually go to the bank either. It's just I had to. I've had it a... wasn't like a ton of money or anything. It wasn't like a suspicious <laughs> amount of money. It was a normal amount of money a person would have. Yeah. And it's just, what are you going to do with this? And I, I really felt like being like, what the fuck do you care? Like, just put it oh. in the account, bud. <laughs> or just be like, well, actually, make it out to cash because I'm going to a different fucking bank. Whoa. One that knows how to mind its business. Wow. Well, so, I don't know. So you're... you're... Yeah, maybe maybe you're gonna go get yourself your own uh, truck cab. Yeah, see, I'm gonna buy a semi truck with this money and drive it right to the fucking border. Yeah. Let's see what you do then. Till till, till you get your way, and then forever yeah. you'll, you'll you can just keep going to do that until you always get your way. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, I just thought it was weird. I was like, that's a weird thing for a bank to ask. No. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was eighteen million dollars, and they're like, "This is weird. You're you don't make this kind of money." Anyways, weird. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So life's good. You, you, you're you're putting money. You, well, you're you're putting money in the bank. That's good mm. to hear. That's that's a positive we can take out of all this. Uh yeah. I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said that. P- I don't have money. Yeah. I uh, I was paying debt. Well. Significant death. I, don't know if I didn't mention this the other week. There was this article about uh, a local radio personality, former radio personality, uh, yeah. Scott McGregor. Uh, I don't know if you remember that okay. name at all. Anyway, so there, there was a Lethbridge Herald article about this guy, and he was on there talking about how all this money he's making in crypto. And okay. <laughs> the one thing that I learned from this, though, is that there is something called the a five dollar wrench attack. <laughs> are, are you familiar with this? What uh, uh is, is it legitimately five dollars? <laughs> well, and, uh, is it a real wrench? It's yeah, it's a real wrench. Okay, in, how is the wrench used? Uh, to to get money from a person. Oh, so you... <laughs> the five dollar okay, so wrench attack. If you attack. give this dude five dollars, he'll he'll go. No, with you a did, no, you you well, you no, you got to do it yourself. But the wrench only costs you five bucks. Then you can well, get well, then I... you then you can get any amount of money. 
So this it is... can't be a good enough wrench for five bucks only. I mean, it gets the job done. I, I imagine if you want to go in a situ an intimidation situation, you'd want like a pipe wrench, and those things are going to be way more than five bucks. The lesson here is you you don't you go out there and say, "Hey, yo, I've got money over here that's completely untraceable." <laughs> that like once yes. it's gone, it's just gone, and all you have to do is come over and uh, make me give you the passwords, and now I have no money. Yeah, I guess. There's a yeah. If you look this up, there's a. This is what it's called, and it made, kind of made me laugh. Huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's, like, guys that are, like, you know, talking, like, showing their mad stacks, talking about all the money they're making in crypto, and then they get and then they get killed, or their, their fingers are cut off if they need finger detailing. I mean, these are things that people have been doing for a long time, but with crypto, there's, like, mm. oh, it's just, it doesn't exist. The money's just, like, it's in the... It's in, in the, the cloud. It's in the blockchain. We don't. Oh, not the cloud, RJ. It's very different. Oh, okay. it's, in the, it's in the blockchain. It's in my my wallet, my purse, whatever they call it. There's a there is a term for your little Bitcoin purse, and um, bit per, it's safe. Purse? It's it's safe there. You know. Mm. What it when you spend your when you invest in crypto? Do the crypto people ask you what you're going to use the crypto for? Do you no, think? absolutely not, RJ. They say, how are you going to use this Bitcoin? Can no, you tell us. Uh, Ab- no, oh. see, RJ, that's the beauty of it. No one will ever ask you that because it's no one. decentralized. There is no person that could ask you that. Can you promise? Uh, I can't. I can right now, but that promise will become less valid as time goes on and centralization becomes inevitable because mm-hmm. you know you have a system that. Uh, it's like, oh, the laws have no place here. I'm sure that will work really well with our system of laws designating mm. property and like well, ta- taxation you'll, you'll notice well, that there's a a lot of people who are very uh libertarian minded that are big crypto boys yeah. and they're like i don't want the help i don't want the government to do anything except for provide this the infrastructure for me to gain my millions but i will contribute yeah. in no way shape or form other than my ongoing health concerns which i'll pay for but other people will have to actually pay for Psst. yeah yeah good times good times I mean, it's all well and good, right? This is isn't this isn't this some excellent talk radio we're doing here? Probably. Yeah. Well, I guess to finish it off, just when civilization does fall, where do you plan to to put your stake your claim? Uh, wrenches. Wrenches? No. Okay. okay. I mean, that it could work. You don't have to worry about. I'm blood. not going to say it you, can't. You don't have to worry about reloading. Uh, you, you you were gonna say you do got to worry about bolognese though, hey? Bolognese? Well, who's gonna make my bolognese? Well, I mean, no one. That's the problem. See, and that's something. All the Boston and, pizzas and that, fall. And what are these people that, gonna and do? And that's why the blockchain will never succeed, really, because who's gonna make the bolognese? Hmm. I mean, my instinct is saying no one. Exactly. And then where will we be? Like in a really bad spot, dude. No meat sauce. I don't want none of it. Like no meat sauce, dude. You want to talk about these emails? Do they have bolognese on them? They don't. Um, this is okay. from one su- sugarhead. Big sugar? Yeah. Shit. With an email titled, "It's cold out." Yeah, it is, baby. Hey, Garrett and RJ. Ooh yeah. Want to hear something funny, RJ? What? So. uh... I had to go to the the doctor today, and uh, it, while yeah. there, while there, 
Uh, yeah. I was having my seat in the waiting room, and mm-hmm. a nurse came out, and uh, they called for one other person, and then they said Garrett, and I was like, <laughs> "That's," and I was like, "Well, that's not my name." But this this old guy got up, and he just like walked over. I'm like, "Oh shit, that guy's that guy's name's Garrett. That's wild." And then ten minutes pass, and I'm like, "Huh, uh." I wonder what's taking like, so long. Am I Garrett? <laughs> and then, so this nurse comes out and goes, Garrett? And I'm like, yeah. And, uh-huh. and then this old guy comes bumbling out of this corridor because this man named Harry, when he heard <laughs> Garrett, <laughs> he heard Harry. <laughs> Well, and this you know guy, what? He took my he took my spot, and so my doctor was like, "Man, I thought you'd uh, you'd aged very rapidly since the last like, I'd seen you." Jesus, this, let yourself go. This man's like this man was like I don't know eighty plus. Yeah, octogenarian. Poor, you know why? Poor, I, poor Harry. But I've I said I, many I, times I, though. But the, but the nurse she was trying to say that oh he misheard the name or something like that. And I was like. Then I told the doctor, like, no, she said Garrett. <laughs> he said he, she doesn't know how to read is the uh, yeah. number one thing. And it's like, and that's fine. I don't think, well, that's not important in a, some being people a, don't in need that, in that industry, being able to read things. Yeah. Um, Safe words. My thoughts are that that dude, he definitely heard Garrett. He just <laughs> didn't give a shit because Harry, old. Old people are notorious for just blowing through to get what they want. But then, um, well, because while I was sitting there, this other nurse had come along, and they were looking for Harry. <laughs> and it was all all the confusion. And see, if you had went in for Harry and he had went in for you, uh, that Harry would have been getting his sty checked, while uh, Garrett <laughs> would have been getting an enema. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or, or the oh, flip. Man. Yeah. A I, colonic. I, I see what you're saying. I understand. Yeah, yeah, you... You were you were this close no. to uh, getting a treatment so, that you uh, you might not have wanted. No, nah, so this is the great thing. So my my sty burst, as I told you last week. Yeah. So that, that, but this was this was originally a follow up to that, but my my other eye, I woke up the the morning on the weekend, and I had this like pain of like what the fuck? I'm like, there's like an eyelash in my eye. Yeah. It wouldn't come out. Is it another sty? No. It's like, it, huh. it, it like fucked my eye up for like days. It started Have getting you ever... better. I had gunk, like gunk from this my eye trying to deal with this eyelash up here. Uh. I know I had no idea what it was. I was like, what is going on? But I'm still seeing like double out of the eye. You were seeing double? Yeah, just a shadow. I'm seeing everyone's shadow self. It's it's wonderful. Like from the shadow realm? Yes. Yeah, I'm seeing. Oh, I'm seeing. Wow. Every, I'm seeing everyone's true self right now. I've got a, an orange eye because mm-hmm. uh, uh, when I went to the doctor, he uh, he fished that out. But uh, still, uh, the mm. the weirdness of my eyeball, uh, whatever's happened, is going on. So that's more appointments down the road with uh, an optometrist. Yeah. Um, well, you're a sty kid, Jared. I mentioned last week. Guy? You're a sty kid. You're a sty guy. You're probably in and out of the hospital or like. <laughs> The doctor a lot because people who get styes are in real bad spot in life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, uh, it, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be hairy soon. You are. I mean, you're, I mean, you're Garrett. You know what I mean? I also think it's funny that uh, this lady was just like Jared. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But I th- was it not just last week that I said uh, no one's ever called me Garrett? Yeah, and I didn't believe it then, and I'm glad well, not that I, uh... I not IRL. Yes, and yeah. look at that, I got why served. Didn't the, why doesn't she? Why wouldn't they read out the last name too? You know I what, don't know. what I mean? Because there could be more than one Garrett there. No. I don't know, buddy. You know? I don't know. Okay. What does Sugarhead have to say? Big Sugar. I don't know. Let's see. I've recently taken the plunge and begun watching Euphoria. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty good show so far. I'll update you when I'm all caught up. Also recently watched that show, Red Rocket. Feels like it Mm. might be a Jared pick since everyone in that movie sucks and doesn't change the movie. Yeah. (laughs) That's my bread and butter. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. It was fine, but I don't really get the shine it's been receiving. Mm. I haven't heard about Red Rocket. It's the, I don't even know what that uh, is. the new Sean Baker movie. Oh. It's got, I mean, Sean Baker's invol- involves a, a porn star, and I think it's like a trailer park type of situation. It might like be porno? It might it might not fit the uh Catholic schoolboy aesthetic. Uh well you know I gotta keep it uh might keep be, it in line. Well it might be a little too real for you boys. I can't do that. I mean, neither yeah. of us can. That's yeah. the that's the issue. We gotta yeah. uphold certain values. I know. Yeah, uh, uh, you like a world without pubes. That's what I'm thinking. It's not quite how I would phrase mm-hmm. it, but uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you gonna watch Euphoria, Jared? It's all the hi- uh, rage with the kids. <laughs> no, I have no idea what this is. I've, okay, I'm not. It's I've just seen... about high school kids doing drugs. Is that what it is? That's all it is. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty. I, I I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty confident it's just a, a show about high school kids getting doing drugs and having relations. Mm-hmm. I believe. I think. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I thought it was like a sci-fi show, maybe, but I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I could be way wrong, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's just a high school drama. Okay, fair enough. I have but no... an HBO version. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Inspired so. by Justin Peterson's niche restaurant questions. Oh shit. Let's talk Canadian fare and make oh, a trip oh, on down to do, 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 do. Hudson's. Oh my god. Yeah, have you ever been to Hudson's Jarrett? Once. Yeah, did you get food? Uh it seems like uh the the next stop for the for the convoy after they leave Boston Pizza. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, because they go to Boston Pizza until they get kicked out for being disorderly. And, you know, it takes a lot to get kicked out of a Boston Pizza. Mm-hmm. So they get kicked out there I mean, and they go, I've, we'll I've, go to Hudson's, well, the Canadian place. Yeah, I've, I've seen, yeah, when they, they, get, they get a little wild with those pizza parties with the, for the kids. <laughs> well, but, you ever had Stromboli? That'll get your blood boiling. Mm-hmm. Boiling. So, yeah, I've been to Hudson's once. Uh mm-hmm. Not a fan. Well, I think it's maybe. Well, I think it's maybe not the best place to go for the most part. What kind of food would you be snagging? Perhaps a Donair poutine, maybe a mm. Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Ooh. Okay. I'll do. Side. I'm a big fan of Montreal smoked meat. So uh, sure, it also says. Okay. Side note: Thinking about Canadian food, I heard recently about cheese whiz and jam sandwiches, and I gotta say that is not representative of who we are as a nation. I agree. I've never heard of such a thing ever. That sounds outrageous. I have heard of cheese whiz and peanut butter, maybe. Mm. Uh, it's something I am fucking with, but uh, I think I, th- I think cheese whiz is like really gross. 
Uh, I like it in some things, but I like we don't have a can a jar of cheese was in our house. Like I couldn't no. even tell you the last time I bought that years. When, 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 if, when I, if that, any. When I was a kid, I loved I loved cheese whiz on toast. Yeah, I thought that was like super good, but yeah, I no no. I just like just seeing that jar, that color that it is. Mm. No, and let yeah. alone jam. I'm like, what's jam so good by itself? Put it that with anything else. Just spare it the whiz, please. Jam is good by itself. Um, I know Hudson's has this burger. I've never got it because I think it sounds gross, actually. It's a peanut butter burger. So it's like it's a normal cheeseburger with bacon, and then there's just a ton of peanut butter on it, which to me it's like I know why they do that, but it's it's the same way. I'm I kind of fall on the same side as all the uh all the bacon stuff where it's like, here's a bacon smoothie. It's like, we epic. know you love bacon. It's like, I'd rather just is eat it, it ep- on its own. Though. Is it epic bacon though? Uh, some of those guys would say or like Sick. bacon on donuts. I, I know why they do that. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not here for it, hey, man. I'd rather uh, just eat those things separately. Not to get all uh, high and mighty here, but you know, yeah. RJ, uh, pigs are one of the smartest animals on the planet. It's true. And uh, it's true. I don't know why. I mean, they're smarter than cats or dogs. Pigs are very smart. I agree with you. Oh. Pigs are super smart. And, uh, Pigs and octopus, and, two and, animals and, and, that and, should probably not be consumed. And, and their great sin is that they're delicious. Yeah, but I mean, someone could say the same about people. Like people are allegedly pretty smart. Hey, but if, if you ever if you ever tried there, one, if there wasn't any law, you know, people would be scarfing it down. And we've all known that soil and green is just on the horizon. The other other white meat, some might say. Well, you and you and Army Hammer can hang out and uh, ta- uh, crack into a warm one, as they might say. Oh, you know? Army. Well, I mean, I, I I don't really I can't remember if it was ever like super public what happened, but I just know that he was involved in some sort of consensual uh, group of eating. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly, <laughs> all I know is that he was dropped from Hollywood overnight, and uh, take, takes quite a bit to do that. So, uh, let's see. Let's, I don't know. Let's see. What's he up to these days? Um, well, everything seems to be in reference to his ex, <laughs> rather than anything he's doing. It's because he he can't do anything. He's got to sit at home, not move. Because I think he could probably go to jail, maybe. Uh, what happens when your star is canceled, but you can't cancel the film? Yeah, because he's in lots of movies, right? Army Hammer has been recast in yet another movie, and his replacement already filmed the reshoots. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's all you do. You just stop putting them in movies. But then you have uh, the New York Post, who will go, Hollywood hypocrites cancel Golden Globes, but put Army Hammer in new film. <laughs> what? What is? What do those two things have to do with each other? Well, the New York Post said it, so you're supposed to just be mad now. Oh shit! Okay. All right. So I'm looking at the brunch. I'm looking at the brunch of Hudson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, boozy hot chocolate, RJ. No. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Beer mosas. French toast I mean, bites. Beer mosas are fine. French toast bites. I'd rather have a whole piece. Oh, look at this <laughs> avocado toast, sixteen fifty. Yep, yep. You ever uh, buy avocados at home? We get them all the time. Nope. I never, the I, time. I never liked avocado. Yeah, I, uh, I like a good avocado on a uh, BLT. 
I remember, you know what I mean? remember an avocado toast was like the end of civilization. It was, it was everything that was wrong. Because millennials yep. were too, buying too much avocado toast. They weren't able to I buy do. houses. I do. Is that your problem, RJ? Too much? No. Too much? You see, look at that. Avocados every day. They were right. No, I didn't say every the, day. The, I said the, we get them the, all the time, not every day. Every day you're eating them, though. We get the Costco wow. big, though. There's like 15 <laughs> of them in there, and it's only like $8 because Costco. Maybe New York Post was right. Something. Maybe they're right. How about well, how about a uh, hummus for a snack? Uh, I like I I don't mind hummus. I I wouldn't get it at a restaurant though. How about so I, I could just buy a tub and take it home. Pre-game frickles. Fried pickles are fine. I'm not like I'm not one of those dudes who like loses it over fried pickles. They're fine. People lose it. Who do you who do you hang out with? Go on the internet once in a while. You're saying well, I don't know, I just go imagine, on the internet. Imagine you're uh, these people you're hanging out with in Hudson's talking about fried pickles and losing it. I, uh, I mean, not me. I just I know people do lose know. it over fried pickles. I know, but you sound so authoritative, like you've seen it. I have seen it how about, on the internet. How about campfire poutine? Mm. Why is it campfires? Are ash in it? Um, there is nothing that suggests campfire whatsoever in this is it just served in a skillet it must be yeah it's cheese curds house gravy (laughs) ground beef bacon tomatoes hot sauce sour cream and green onions yeah i don't know what uh, the campfire thing is other than i i imagine it's just served in a skillet that's what a lot of places do where's the i guess there's fries i suppose they don't mention that in the uh ingredient yeah they just have normal fries there okay all right nothing fun Greens and bowls, uh, angry beer, shrimp salad, Hollywood North Cobb salad. Sounds like a Jarrett thing. Nope. I yeah, Cobb salad. Ugh. No. You're not a Cobbsman. No. How about okay. the Power Bowl? Marinated tofu, coconut rice, roasted broccoli, shredded red cabbage, pickled carrots, coconut peanut sauce, green onions, and toasted sesame seeds. All yours for the low price of seventeen seventy five. Add avocado for two fifty. How's that sound, pal? I'm gonna pass. The Power Bowl. All right, let's see here. I'm gonna pass on the Power you're, Bowl. You're, are you gonna pass on all those salads? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I I would I would never get a salad at a restaurant. What about uh, a cowpoke steak sandwich? I've I've had that yeah, before at yeah. that very restaurant, and uh, it's not bad. Um, it, the the steak isn't um, the piece isn't huge, which I know what you're saying. It's like a lot of steak sandwiches are never huge. Some places have big steak sandwiches. It's a it's a regular sized piece of meat. Is what I would say. <laughs> I sent this image of like a server asking you after you give them the food, your food. Oh, what you gonna do with that now? What are you guys gonna do with that right now? And it's like, <laughs> put it up my butt. Like I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm gonna take it into the bathroom and fill up the diaper. And then they'll you know, go. To, and then they'll go to the manager, say that you're sexually harassing them, and they might have a point. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to do anything to them. I'm just, if they ask me what I'm doing with my food. <laughs> wow. You're not going to do anything to them? No. RJ. I, I say, no. do I not have the freedom to do this, do with this food what I choose? It's not affecting anyone else, right? Sounds good. Right, Jared? Fresh made burgers. They're not fresh made. <laughs> From scratch. <laughs> Champ- yeah, they, they butcher the cow in the back of the restaurant. Champion burger. Uh, I, 
I don't. I, I've probably had that. I've eaten at Hudson's a few times. Yeah. Oh hey, RJ. You know cows are pretty smart too. Cows are pretty smart. Yeah, are, yeah I know. I agree with you. We should stop eating animals altogether. I'll do it if you do it. Yeah, you're gonna stop. Yeah, you're, I'll you're, do it if you, you do you're, it. You're gonna stop everybody. Yeah, you that's wanna, my. You, you want to go protest somewhere? Uh, we can do that. No, I... I mean, sounds like uh, that's the only way to get results is just get get your friends all together mm-hmm. and just you you know use uh, trucks as artillery. But don't call mm-hmm. it that. Just call it a protest. Call it something and, else. And eventually they have to give in, which whatever you Here, want. Here's what I'll. Here's my promise to everyone in the world. I'll do it if you do it. So if everyone else agrees to do it, I will gladly do it. If no problem. Everyone, I could do it today. If everyone. I'll do it today. If the, if everyone agrees, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Yep. Oliver Granger style. Mains. Uh, yeah. Forks and spoons slash yeah. comfort food. We got mm-hmm. the Prairie Top Sirloin. Bale House Fish and Chips. Bacon mm-hmm. Grilled Cheese and Tomato Bisque Soup. Blech. Damn, bisque soup's Damn. It's terrible. Hate it. Pierogies yeah. and sausages. Uh, yeah. Oh man, bacon ham. I just and make cheese. that at home. Bacon mac and cheese. Why? Why do you gotta ruin it? Just make a mac and cheese, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's just a little crumbled on top, that'd be fine. But I, they always, they Hudson's always overdoes stuff. So I imagine it's like yeah. eighty pounds of bacon. Well, they like one noodle. They have. Three dessert choices, which they have put under the end. Yeah, cinnamon like the buns. End of the, your life. Eight seventy-five for a cinnamon bun, RJ. How you well, feel? you're a big cinnamon bunner, no? Uh, yeah, I, I think you could get a whole lot of cinnamon buns for that much money. I'll go to that. Like See, this is the bonds. Yeah, you go over to, or Cinnaleo now. Is, <laughs> is that it, what it's called now? I think that's Cinnaleo. the name. I think they changed it. Yeah, and you can get like a one of those boxes at the at the supermarket that's got like six mm. of them probably for about the same price and you'll be eating all the buns you want okay i'm probably not going to okay but just telling you i mean i mean I, i'm not gonna get it at, at with, this place with, either with these prices with a man in the white house rookie cookie what does that mean with, are they making fun of you for eating the cookie pretzel dust <laughs> oh what's that Maple bacon mini donuts? Come on. Come on. See? 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 Come on. See? People got to cool it with this shit. Then they got their beer. getting ba- out of hand. They got their beers. They got their uh, lumberjack lager. They got the so bailhouse ale. The captain's fleet. And then I they get have the, lumberjack. the di- discovery collection. Market price. <laughs> oh. Well, what are you getting? Because I know what I would get. Um, I'm going to get some off menu that they're not advertising, but I know they have. Uh-huh. I'll tell you all about it later. Jeez Louise. Uh, None? Uh, what do we got here? Well, they do have a, a Donna Paula Malbec from Argentina, RJ. It's oh, only wow. $39 for the whole bottle. Oh, wow. What a terrific deal. They have Kim Crawford Pinot Noir. How about, a, how about Wine O'Clock Cabernet Sauvignon? I, I know uh, anytime Jared's leaving work, he always texts me, wine o'clock, baby. Mm-hmm. And I go, have fun, bud. Duke, 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 A caretaker at the place I worked the other day, uh, I was leaving, and they're like, they're like, it's almost Miller time. And I was like, I laughed and went, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I haven't heard someone say that in a long time. I, I genuinely laughed. I thought it was a good one. Mm-hmm. It got Almost yeah. Miller time. And I went, yeah. Hey, I also noticed at the very bottom of this, there's sled dogs. 
Yeah. They're yeah. sure like some sort of drink, I guess, because it's an ounces. I thought I was excited. I thought there'd be like hot dogs or something on the menu. Okay. So they took it off the menu. Claw dog, lead lead dog, and top dog. <laughs> Build your own yeah. sled dog. Sled dogs. Um, they took it off the menu, but I what I always got, they had this hot dog there, and it was a hot dog that I know I just made fun of this, but it had, it was wrapped in bacon and then deep fried. I just liked it because it was a deep fried hot dog, and then it was a uh, it's a big hot dog, mustard and relish and all that shit, and then uh, I'd get that with onion rings because they have good onion rings there. Okay. So that was uh that was what I would get at that place, and then other otherwise I don't know there some of their other foods not got that great. It's just, I mean it's fine. You know what I mean? It's just fine. It's fine. Just fine, Jarrett. It's fine. I'd get the hot dog. Awesome. If I were you. Anyway, Reese concludes. Yeah. Keep on trucking, guys. Have a great show. Sweetly, Sugarhead. Damn. So sweet. See you on the convoy, brother. Well, you guys could go together, probably, hey? I'm good. Oh. Okay. I'll be I'll be well, I'll be in an undisclosed location. Uh I know where you live. I I'll have all the Patreon money. Yeah, all eight dollars of it from <laughs> the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you though. I'll hey man, hey that uh vinegar syndrome porno ain't gonna buy itself, am I right? Porno like that kind. Wanna hear from Justin Peterson? Uh yeah. What's he up to? He's got an email entitled what could go wrong next? Um, I don't know. Hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? While my son's 10th birthday was a good time this past weekend, nothing seemed to be going right for me. First, my phone's touchscreen stopped working, so I could not even call or do research for my later problems on Saturday. Plus, yeah. fixing it this week set me back a cool 417 bucks. RJ, that's Damn. American. You could have bought a new phone, probably. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. That's about halfway to it, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Now I think maybe it's like a, a third of the way to it. I don't know. It's cheap. Our, that's our prices. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, I mean, damn exchange like, rate. If you think of it like this, Jarrett, like, is it even like that worth it? You know what I mean? Next, the midnight mm-hmm. bowling close to home had a two hour wait. So we ended up spending mm. twice as much going to two other places to do laser tag, arcade, and bowl less in one game son mm. of a bitch but laser tags rad laser tags rad bowling's kind of exhausting to be honest like if you've ever i don't know when the last time you went but if you pull bowl two games in a row uh and you don't have a ton of people to like space it out bowling's kind of tiring man then something then something during all of this i lost my debit card which continued to make things Damn. more annoying than they needed to be thankfully no fraud charges have surfaced Damn. Son of a bitch. That sucks. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. That's why you gotta. That's why you gotta put that chip into your to your wrist. You know. Oh, I'd love put, it. Put that mark. You know, right in there. I'm still for that. <laughs> give me, give me the chip. Let me put all my info on it. Let me just scan mm-hmm. it every place I go. And then when the uh, five dollar wrench attack comes, they'll just soft what they need. <laughs> And be like, oh, thank you. I, I mean, I didn't need that anyway. If they're willing to do that, they're going to get me no matter what. There's exactly. nothing I can do that's going to stop them, you know? That's true. That's what, If someone wants in, in your business, they're going to get in your business, I imagine. Just, you know? as, as seen in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yes. 
and soon to be seen in Rob Zombie's The Monsters. I think that's a rape revenge film. <laughs> Allegedly. So can you think of a time that you lost or broke something in recent memory that threw your life out of whack for a couple days, RJ? Toilet? Uh no, that I mean that's a daily thing. I'm I'm used to that now. It doesn't really off, offset my life. I just I know how to handle it maybe, at this point. Maybe all these problems go back to the avocado. I'm just, just going to throw that out there. I I don't eat avocado every day. It's like once a month we'll buy that Costco pack. We'll get like 10 avocados and then uh, we eat them in like a week and then we don't get avocados again until next month. Hmm. That's what I mean. Okay. We get them frequently, but I don't eat one every day. That'd be crazy. Decadent. Sure crazy uh no i don't know i break the toilet a lot but i'm just i'm cool with that can't you ever break or lose something no that, that, that wrecked your life uh i mean not really last winter the window fell out of my car that was kind of a, yeah. a pain in the ass but it wasn't like i don't i don't think it was my fault if you know what i mean like i didn't break it it just just fell out <sighs> so. i mean really i mean the only thing that ever really creeps up isn't so much lost or broke but uh Computers, when they're about to go or when they do go and you need one, boy, oh, boy. Boy, yeah. oh, boy. Yeah, well, when Jared's computer broke, uh, it, was a, it was a bad day for everyone. Had to cancel the pod. People got upset. Mm-hmm. Some people threatened violence against Jared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. He knows what I mean. Yeah. Go movie question of Da Week. Da week. Da week. I finally checked out my 4K of The Shining, and I was expecting to just kind of passively watch it since I've seen it countless times, but somehow it sucked me right back in and had me noticing all kinds of new details. So, what are your top movies that have gotten better every time you have watched them? I am guessing it is not Actium Maximus, which I do plan to finally check out for my next guest appearance on the show. Uh, I mean... You can check out Act, uh, Actium Maximus anytime you want. Uh, you could also just email Actium Jackson Maximus anytime you want as well. And that's because that's the real deal. That's the real. If you want the real experience, go see him. Uh, I don't know. Movies that get better every time you watch them. I don't have any of those anymore because I don't rewatch really stuff very much anymore. Do you know what I mean? I know. Uh, often, so. With 4K stuff, it is kind of a, yeah. it's 50-50. Sometimes it exposes how cheap a movie is, which is something yeah. that people don't want to hear, but it's true. I don't think sure. that, I don't think 4K Halloween does it any favors. I'm just gonna put it yeah. that I'm just gonna say it. I think it looks it's better, fine. a little little grainier. I think it's better. Uh, I imagine a lot of things do. Who? Yeah, but Kubrick Kubrick looks pretty darn spiffy in 4K. Uh, the little I've seen, we are like, God damn. Look! Look at this production! Wow! Mm. What a I film! Mean, I mean, I don't even really think 4K looks that much better, Jarrett. I know. You know what I mean? But uh, movies that get like better, they get better every time. It's tough. It's I'm gonna good. say no. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say I don't know anymore because I don't rewatch enough movies. Every time I yeah. like nothing I watch have I watched for a long time. Now, one movie that I do I need to watch like probably all the Miller uh, Coen Brothers movies again because it mm-hmm. has been forever, forever since I've seen a, quite a few of them. So, I yeah. think I don't know. I just don't rewatch stuff very and much. And I will actually I will say that uh, Tarantino stuff generally does get yeah. better, but 
there's those kill bills that I think are just like, meh, I don't think these yeah. have aged great, but I still need to watch Hateful Eight again to see if that is better. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, should probably rewatch yeah. that and see if uh, it's better than that first time. You know what I, I recommend rewatching? Because here's my actual answer. You know what movies get better every time I watch them? What's that? Adam Sandler movies. Every time. Sandman. So I'd say before you rewatch any of that Tarantino bullshit, go watch some of the Sandmans. Watch, some of those, ha- watch those Happy Madisons. I think so. I think so. Those are the only things that are truly timeless. Truly. You know what I mean? Do you have a short list of movies in your mind that you remember starting, but for some reason have yet to finish? Not in my mind. Uh, I do, but it's somewhere on Letterboxd. That's your answer. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, he didn't ask you to name them. He just asked me to buy one. (laughs) Yeah, and he gives them links, which I'm sure people can check out on his Letterboxd lists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with his 9 million followers um who uh oh peterson mm-hmm. peterson yeah, okay. peterson yeah he got a lot of followers there yeah the big russia boy brother foodie chatter this time Ooh. let's have a hypothetical lunch out of my favorite sandwich place east bay deli oh it's uh not something we're familiar with you oh, know I, that's fine that's sometimes a little a little bit it's exciting. Have you find it yet, RJ? Or do I need to send it to you? What What is it called? East Bay Philly? East Bay Deli. East I, uh, Bay. Uh, link, link is sent if that helps. Okay. I mean, that'll do it. Let's they, go. They want to know my location. It's like, that's Son it. of a... Well, see? It's just like the banks. At least, at, least, at least it lets us continue on. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're hiring. Oh, $200 sign-in bonus. After, after... You have to work the 60 days, though. Is that like... It's consecutive, like consecutive, or is that a uh, business days? That's business days. And then you get two hundo. Yeah. Hey, are you say, seeing this part on the menu here? It that's, goes favorites, that, traditional see, soups, wraps, and then you've seen this. What's next? What's that? I, Dogs. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what the sixty days translates to in giant spuds. Twelve weeks for your what? Uh, that's that's I guess what they call a signing bonus that you don't get until. After you've put in your time, oh, I mean maybe. Uh, maybe. Oh man, there's some good categories here, Jared. Uh, got, what, what am I looking at? We got traditional deli oh, dolls. Fa- I see giant I see there's spuds. Favorites. So we're having lunch. That's the that's the gimmick. Yeah, giant yeah. spuds. What the? What's a giant broccoli spud? Look how cheap. Okay, Plain this, okay, the one thing I immediately noticed is just like the. The huge drop in the prices of like this place to like Hudson's, to which is just, which is everything is like, you know, seventeen to twenty dollars for everything. Yeah, well, Hud- this Hudson's is I mean this is a scam. this is a, this is a deli though. It ain't a, it's when the place that's a pub and they and they, their yeah. prices are just exorbitant. But people around here they they'll eat anything. They're animals. Yeah. Well, I mean they're eating pigs over there, Jarrett. They're so cute. I know. Don't we'll watch I know. people watch some pig videos. They're they're wonderful. Yeah, pigs are cool, dude. I've been saying that forever. Pigs. So I'm gonna get the pig sandwich. Um, pig sandwich. Nah. Big slice of side of ham. Did you? Yeah. Did you see? You can click on pictures of these. Uh, oh, this I, I, I saw that. Oh, look at this. Look, look at this. Look at this classic Dixie Darling. 
Hello. What's you? What's in the Dixie, darling? Oh, I gotta look at. I'm looking up real close with my old madness. Need... Well, it's a uh, roast beef turkey. Holy fuck, that's a huge sandwich. Triple it... decker. Triple decker, RJ. Yeah, but look at look at how much meat. It's not even that. It's a clubhouse triple deck. There is a pile of fucking food in here. Roast you know beef, what, turkey, I, Swiss. I See, the thing that would make me go meh is the, uh, I'm not that crazy about turkey. Yeah, you're nuts. I love turkey, especially deli turkey. I just I always have some in the fridge to. You, you don't even, a, not even not even chewing just no just they got a uh, beef like a, dip here it's like a lizard is i mean i do yeah yeah uh the raging cajun on texas toast Ooh. texas toast Ooh, what is this oh wait okay again it's this spicy krill sauce i keep seeing that on these these things krill or um, i don't krill. think we're supposed to... krill oh krill 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 Creole, like this, the Cajun spice, Creole style. Creole. Spicy Creole. 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 Uh, I'm getting the New York Yankee. That thing looks wicked. Cor- hot corned beef, pastrami, and Swiss on rye. The Damn. East Bay Burger, double batty of Angus beef. Uh, yeah. Potato bun. <laughs> this and like? you go, what? Oh, I see. It's a bun. Yeah, I don't know. That just looks like a burger to me. The Cuban <laughs> pork and ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the. I mean, I like the ciabatta bun. Spicy ciabatta must. Bun. Spicy mustard. You gotta get spicy sorry, mustard. Sorry, 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 pig. <laughs> you taste so good with mustard. Oh, I see. Uh, see. Yeah, that's, I'm getting the Yankee. That's the rub. The Yankee Doodle. And then and, uh, have you have you checked out the dogs yet, Jared? There's only four of them. Oh no! Served I, with pickles I'm, and chips. I'm looking at the traditional deli. Ah, oh, look okay. at the look at the breads they got: Southern French loaf, potato bun, croissant, Texas mm. toast, rye wheat, sourdough, sun-dried tomato wrap, spinach wrap, bagel, ciabatta, gluten-free, one dollar upcharge. Because <laughs> they say fuck you, and wheat bun. Mm. Good wheat. old good old wheat, wheat bun. bun. The the Will Wheaton choice. I'd go with the rye. And then you got Swiss cheddar, American provolone, Gouda, pepper jack. One of the one of the deli meats here is boiled ham. Oh man, the liverwurst, <laughs> boiled ham, boiled ham. Mm. Why you want to be a uh, get some ham capicola? Capicola, uh, I, I'd be fine with though. Uh, dogs. Let's see what we got. We got Pete's famous chili dog, the plain okay. dog, the southern dog, the kraut dog. I'd go for the kraut dog. Yeah, because it sounds fun. It does. Uh, it's got spicy brown mustard. Uh, so do I. You want to hear about some dessert to go along? Yeah, with, let's check out these desserts to go along with your maybe dog. We got fresh baked cookies, variety skyscraper carrot cake. No, Ooh. no, you're not a carrot cakesman. Skyscraper, no. We talked about this before. Oh yeah, I'd go for the carrot cake. That sounds good. You could get the chocolate fudge cake because you're I, fudge Duncan. I would, I would get that. Yep. And uh, well, why is the specialty desserts and cheesecakes at market price? Because it's a <laughs> it's a it's a floating uh, yeah. menu jerk. Oh, then there's a section called to your health. Where they have the turkey Reuben, the cranberry turkey croissant, the turkey burger, the chicken pita, the veggie crisp, the chicken and cranberry. 
I mean, I don't think any of those are sound even particularly better for you. Other <laughs> like the tur- like not it's the turkey tur- ones. Oh, uh, it's turkey. <laughs> well, the turkey still got Swiss Ooh. sauerkraut and mustard. I'm looking at the sides, you know what? The one thing that I kind of forgot about. Uh, there was Potato a salad? that that uh, sandwich place that got shut down by the comic store. They didn't get shut oh, down, yeah. but it closed. Uh, yeah. they had a real nice broccoli salad. You don't make friends with broccoli. Uh, this was pretty good. It had a very good sauce. Uh, or I guess dressing uh, with some raisins in there. Mm, that was pretty good. Mm. The rest of this, I don't know. I, I, I would try out that Brock salad, and then I might uh, t- take a swing with either the potato salad or the egg salad. So one thing Show me potato salad. That's one of the things missing uh, in Creepsville. We don't have a, a deli, right? Is that accurate? Mm, not a not any good ones. Like we have, I don't know. We have some sandwich shops, Do but we? No, no, no like dedicated delis. Dude. Well, we have little like um, coffee shops that sell sandwiches, like the Penny, oh, and red, nah. red Milk and Honey, but they're not really like. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean what, what, they're coffee shops that sell. They're coffee shops that sell sandwiches yeah. on the side, but we don't have a uh, like a real delicate- a, a delicatessen. No, we used to have a Mountain Sub, and that that was probably pretty close, but that's been closed for a long time. Do you oh, remember Mountain Sub, which was uh, <laughs> or Mountain Mountain house or something like that mountain sub uh, i don't think that was what it was called mountain sub okay uh you know they're owned by the uh, wooden shoe people it's called mountain sub yeah remember the you know the wooden shoe yeah i go there we go in uh get a slice of cheesecake from there every once in a while i see yeah from mountain sub do, do, do you ever get uh sprinkles uh on the cheesecake no i like just b- b- uh, buy some of that euro sprinkle got the good stuff there rj mm, i have it on no, very good authority that. i mean i don't know i've never tried it okay well next time next time you're there for that cheesecake go take uh, a take a look at the sprinkles wait like I'm, I'm confused what do you mean by sprinkles like it's it's just sprinkles sprinkles like literally just sprinkles that you'd put on stuff yeah oh and they're different from normal sprinkles they are how so i don't know they're just uh they're better more variety Okay. Real chocolate sprinkles. Well, this is the first time they 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 ain't your granddaddy's sprinkles. Actually, they are your granddaddy sprinkles. They're not like the man's sprinkles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is still the first time hearing about it. Okay, well, I mean, you you gotta find out. You gotta find out for yourself. I mean, I'll I'll go ask when I get there, but uh, Justin I don't continues. Know. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would go at their salad bar, which is the best around. See, I don't I don't know they had a salad bar. I just mm. looking at their menu. This is like yeah. you get all kinds of goodies like black and green olives, baby corn, mm, sunflower seeds, ham, pepperoni, mm-hmm. okra, mm-hmm. egg, uh, bell peppers, artichoke hearts, chickpeas, soybeans, mini mozzarella balls, real bacon bits, and whatever else I want before topping it all with olive oil as the dressing. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. Yeah, look at that. I'm going to go with the Kraut Dog. Game to the game, Doc. Recently, my son has become a dancing fool on his new game, Just Dance 2022. Which makes me wonder why more music games like Guitar Hero did not continue being made. Did you play any of these music-styled games? Yours and Creeping, Big Russia Boy, Justin Peterson. Have a great show. Uh, Russian uh, Salad. One of the better ones I've ever played was actually for the DS. The uh, Elite Beat Agents. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that game's got a uh, good reputation. Yeah, it's good. 
That was the best of the rhythm games. Yeah. I never got into Guitar Hero at all, mm-hmm. but I know people did, and I think they kind of did it to themselves. And I think there was something yeah. about they sold something. I think it became uh, it got yeah they got gr- something about greed <laughs> probably ruined it yeah. like all things, and uh, they overproduced and the the quality wasn't there, and that was the end of it. And yep. also, like people get st- like they get stuck with like giant in- shitty instruments that are not real, and it's like mm. so they just like wind up getting dumped on people or showing up at secondhand stores, all grummed up, and uh, nobody wants it. Well, I-, I played the shit out of some Guitar Hero, like me and all my buddies. We you were sh- prime. You- did you shred? Oh, I shred. Well, expert style, Jeremy. Um, but uh, I think what it was was. They came hot and hard, um, if you know what I mean. Like, they went for it huge to try to capitalize on it. And then I think what really killed them was the rock band stuff. Because rock band, yeah, rock band. And then, like, you'd have the mic and the drum set. And then uh, I remember I had one. um, And then uh, I went to a secondhand store, and I think they offered me like 50 cents for it or something. Because everybody was dumping them off, and nobody wanted them. Everyone bought them. It was huge for like a year or two. or like two years. And then I think it was just one of those fad things where it's like, it yep. blew up, everyone did it. And then everyone honestly just ripped it out of their system. They're like, I'm done. Well, I'm done. And then it just totally crashed. Yeah. I, there's two videos on YouTube. One called why guitar hero died. What killed guitar hero rock band games? Um, um cause there was, it, it looks like the, popularity. The, 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 I think, yeah. Well, so there was rock band, the history of Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero Encore, Guitar Hero 3, Guitar Hero World Tour, and Guitar yep. Hero Live. Um, and that, that's that's that mattress, man. Live, and then whenever they did those like packagings where it's like, The Beatles, Guitar Hero, that's when it was yeah. really dead. Yeah. yeah. And that's when games were cheaper than they are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just got popular, and then it died. <sighs> yep. And that's it. it. It could come back. And that's it. Possibly. Yeah, eventually. No. Maybe. So you got to let the memories lie, though. Yes, I agree. Yeah. One more email, RJ. All right. Sam Sanchez. No subject. Oh, shit. Hello, Jared and Rumpy Johnson Balrog. Who? That's what, Who? Our RJ. Rumpy Johnson. What? Just, just wanting to chime in on a few topics from last week. But first, Brock Lesnar won the Rumble. So he's fighting himself at WrestleMania? <laughs> I think he lost the belt to Bobby Lashley so he could free mm. it up so he could challenge. He'd win it at the Rumble so he could challenge for Roman Reigns. Because, RJ, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are going to wrestle again at WrestleMania. It's so amazing. They've done it not enough times. That's I I was I, I was hoping we'd have more even. Uh more times. That youngster really needed that win. When he's I mean he's so yes. when he's not busy like pulling people out of holes. Who could yes. have thought he'd come in at number thirty for that ultimate shock entrance and win the whole thing about two minutes later? I'm sure Jarrett was glued to the TV for that one. Mm. I was uh basically I was so annoyed by that my Twitter feed where I was trying to like 
pay attention to like what was going on with the Ottawa convoy stuff. And it was just like people talking about fucking Royal Rumble. And I was just like, I don't care. Shut up about That's wrestling. You, man. I didn't see any Rumble stuff. You just got to follow, follow, those follow too many of these people who like every single incident is like yeah. somebody has entered or this person has won the match. That match was great. That match was bad. The crowd is dead. And it's like, no, shut up. Go away. And we Twitter handles refreshing and timing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really shitty, and I've I've been getting a lot of um. And I also forgot that they start they've done they're doing pay per views on Saturdays now instead of Sunday. I mean that makes more sense. It does. It really does. But I'm not used to that, and uh, I was like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. I prefer that. Yeah. But anyways, rumbling, rumbling. <laughs> uh. Sam, that's little uh, ads. Also on the wrestling topic last week, Jared brought up the Godwins, but neglected to point out their names. What, what were they? Henry O. Godwin and okay. Phineas I. Godwin. Get it, RJ? Uh, hog fig? Pog pig. But Henry... That's got an H. Yeah, H O G and Phineas begins with a P I Oh Hog and Pig. Hog and Pig. As, I like that. As Sam mentions, as writes here, Vince's genius strikes again. Yeah, I uh, I'm on board with that actually. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, See if you had mentioned that yes uh last week, I would have been even more impressed. No? Oh, well there you go. A week in between impressiveness. Yeah. Wow. Still on wrestling. Oh shit. <laughs> See? Wrestling weirdo podcast. I believe yep. Jarrett brought up the Sid Vicious leg injury. Oh, I did. And wanted mm-hmm. to ask if Jared or RJ caught that sweet Ray Phoenix injury like about a month ago. Watch it no. here. If not, oh I've saw I saw it, Sam. I saw it. And was it in fact sweet? Uh no. <laughs> no, yeah. This video here describes as AEW fighter. Ray Phoenix suffers chilling arm injury during match video. Mm. So I, like, I, I actually, how chilling? Uh, well, we were recording. Uh, this is a Wednesday show, and this Wednesday, mm-hmm. AEW Dynamite's on Wednesday. I saw this wrestling injury on a break, like <laughs> in between we were recording, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> oh god. Um, the but the finest, uh, Sid Vicious leg is far worse. Far, far worse. Mm. Yeah. What about the Joe Theismann? Uh, I think that I've, I've, I've seen worse ones in MMA, like mm. uh, Anderson yeah. Silva or uh, Chris Weidman, or even uh, recently Conor McGregor's ankle or whatever it mm. was that just went. Whoop. That's not supposed to go that way. Oh, well, dear. I mean, depends on how you want. Like some people prefer it like that, you know? It's 2022, Jared. Sam writes. Pretty cool stuff, guys. Uh, I mean, that's one word for it. Sure. Do, do, do you want to see this video? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm good. It's, 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 send it your way. Oh, no, it's like the, no, I want the actual link, you silly machine. Yeah, you just sent me the title of the video. Oh. I mean, I could have Googled that. I know. That's not great, is it? What is, what is he sending us to? What, what what is this? See, see, this is see, why I don't click he's trying, links. He's trying to hack us. I know. That's why I don't click links. This is going right to my bank account. I know. We won't even need that wrench. Also, last yeah, week, 
I'll keep reading. Also last week, RJ kept bringing up the topic of porno and wanted to point out one of my recent RJ picks that he might enjoy. Bad luck banging or loony Mm. porn, a romantic comedy drama from last year. I actually enjoyed it overall, and I'm sure RJ will be hooked by the opening five minutes or so. Coincidentally, I was looking into more of the director's work and was seeking a way to watch I Don't Care If We Go Down in History as Barbarians. And just yesterday, Mm. Vinegar Syndrome announced it through one of their partner labels coming this month, so I'll probably pick that up. All right, guys, that's it for now. Ta-ta, fellas. Yeah, um... If he if he gets that porno for us, he can just send it our way. How's that sound? You know, I, I got I gotta say I'm a little concerned. Jackson last week he he said that he was like wanting to get on board the porno convoy, and uh, uh I, yeah, I, I'm, it's looking a little uh, sparse. I don't, I'm not seeing really any any uh, adult features uh, on Jackson's diary. Um, like he hasn't been doing porno. Yeah, I mean. Has he even jerked off one time this week? What's going That's on? That's not what I said. It's oh. not what I said at all, Jared. I didn't say that even in the slightest. It's all in the name. Uh, I didn't mention it at all. Not at all. Not even close. Didn't mean to. Maybe. Not at all. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this. The God crippled with one leg. That could be sexy. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, my goodness. Hmm. Is the... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on. Are you watching that video, RJ? No, because there is uh When you go to the link, there is um something about configuration of cookies. I'm not gonna fuck with that. Sounds like spam. Well, you have to. You have to. You have to deal with all them cookies. I'll. I'll look it up on my own. I don't want to. Okay. This. Uh, other people have tried to send me stuff too, and I'll open it, and it'll be like there'll be always stuff like that, and I'll be like, this looks like um, some sort of elaborate scheme, and everyone always assures me it isn't, but uh, it only takes one okay. for it to be an elaborate so, scheme. So it looks like Jackson did watch Wicked Memoirs of Eugenie, uh, a Jess Franco film that I have not seen myself, uh, which has a subtitle here: Eugenie, Historia de una perversion. <laughs> I'm sure there's some, some, some bush something in that, to it at least. Oh my god! Yeah. So maybe maybe he's doing okay, but he, he can let us know next week. Mm. Maybe he took my advice and he's waiting for next week. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's never gonna come back. You know. Uh, gotta save it up. That's also possible. S- save it all up. Not just the, not, not just not just your money. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. Hey, RJ, that's it for yeah. emails. Thanks, everybody. Okay. RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Uh, something that was forced upon me from uh, Jared Duncan. <laughs> this Archive 81 thing. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Which, uh, so, um, yeah, so like last week you brought this up and you're like, you have to watch it. Well, I said, and I was like, if, what's if... it about? And you're like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Yeah. Uh, and it is a uh, found footage horror uh, podcast, <laughs> kind, uh, kinda serialized into a TV show for uh, Netflix. Well, yeah, it is. Yes, so yeah, that's the one thing I guess is of note, and it is true. It's like yes, it is this show is based on a podcast, a podcast. Yeah. So when is our when is Netflix going to ask us to uh, for the rights to this podcast? Do you think? 
Ah, anytime. I mean, they're going to listen to this episode and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. man, these guys, they, they really go there. They talk about everything. They really understand what it is to be a hot dog in a sandwich restaurant. And, and, and we'll go, yeah, we do. And jerking off. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, Jarrett uh, forced this upon me. And uh, what, as soon as I, I I clicked on it on Netflix and I saw that description and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I went, I see what's going on here. Uh, so okay. I watched like 10 minutes of it and then I stopped because I was like, oh, I was like, Andrea might be I told you. Actually. Didn't I not tell and, you this? Uh, yeah, and uh, and she was. So I made the right call there. It made it easier for me. So um, we uh, we watched it together. And uh, I liked it. I think it's good. Uh, one thing Andrew said, she's like, she's like, Jarrett said to watch this. I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm surprised. This doesn't seem like a Jarrett show. And I was like, well, I was like, there's stuff that he likes in here. There's stuff I um, like in it. Yeah. Uh, I imagine you like some of the cult stuff and some of the Lovecraftian stuff and the Bagul internet ghosts. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah. So, ghost. Oh, boy. Yeah. So there's a few things that... <laughs> It takes a lot of boxes. It it, there is that, but they're also like they're also kind of annoying things. Some so, of them are, yeah. So the first off, so this is um, was created. The show was the I don't know if you call them the showrunner or the main developer of it. The Re- producers, Rebecca Sunshine. That sounds I, like a made I up. I don't know who that is. Rebecca Sunshine, uh, but Rebecca Thomas directed half of this. Okay. Two of the episodes are directed by uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Yeah. And I think they, they show up as well in it very briefly as the guys reviewing the fake horror movie. Mm. The, the Carnival of Hell, or whatever the hell it was called. The Circle? No. there's They're the hosts of Terror in the Isles, which is like oh, a cable yeah. show. And they're reviewing some movie that doesn't right. actually exist. Mm. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, I think the first thing I remember being like, "Oh boy," was the podcast stuff, <laughs> everything involving the, podcast, the po- po- podcast friend. Yeah, yeah, podcast friend is like. I mean, one thing I guess is decent is that he doesn't question things. He like he believes his friend, but everyone's always like, "What do you get out of this? What do you get out of this relationship?" And he's like, "I'm just a friend," and it's it's kind of like um, I mean, it's fine, but um. Yeah, he's a. Uh, that dude has some challenges, uh, I guess, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. And how about all that Criterion merch on display? There's Criterion a lot posters, of Criterion, merch. Criterion t-shirt T-shirts, for wa- Wages of Fear specifically. Wages of Fear and uh, Diabolique. Or no, uh, uh, Ministry of Fear. Ministry of Fear. Ministry of Fear. Ministry of Fear, and then Diabolique. There's a T-shirt and a poster, mm-hmm. uh, and then N- there's Night a couple of the other Dead posters. poster, which is Criterion, yeah. but it's not the Criterion version uh, poster. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple like that. Yeah, lots of Criterion stuff. Um, okay, so yeah, the show's about uh, a guy who is a archivist slash like restoration man for analog for video and film. Yeah. He works for the Museum of Moving Pictures, which is mm-hmm. an actual place in New York. Um, and, of course, this is one of those shows that hand waves how much money anybody actually makes because these people, these aren't real jobs that you could live in with these gigantic apartments. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that, that is Dan- also, Daniel, who's played by uh, Ma- Mamadou Athi. Yeah, and he's good. I like him. 
Um, I think they really kind of like undercut what that job probably is because it looks incredibly easy. <laughs> you Every just time... have to drink your little All cleaner. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just takes like a cotton swab and puts it on the film and then basically just pulls the film from one end to the other and he goes, all done. He's the best. It... He's the best. I, I know. I mean, I know he's the best. But like I think they really um they really downplay what this job probably is. <laughs> they streamlined the process of goo. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. So, oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he fi- he fixes up film. Okay. So he fixes up or film animals. and he's he's the best. Uh but he also it turns out has a dark past. He he had he had a spell in a an insane asylum kind of thing, but that's all offhand. It, it actually might just wind up being set yeah. up for what I tr- what I felt was a surprise of like, oh, there's going to be a second series. I, I didn't really need that, but that that's what it is. So, I agree. Yeah, I'm glad that you agreed on that because I was like, I'm done. I don't need more. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted this to be one and done. So um, he gets tapped to work on the restoration of uh, a lost Twilight Zone TV series that never came out called The Circle. And that winds up being important. But uh, he is then, he does a quick job of that. And then he is called to work for a a rich guy, Virgil Davenport, Uh, who, ugh. I don't know. I think this character stinks real bad. Um, he basically every every yeah, he's okay. every two episodes, yeah. his like motivations change, and he's like, "Well, nothing he says is true ever." So it's like, "Why do I care what he says?" Because mm-hmm. it's always going to serve the plot. So that that was one of those things that was very aggravating. But he's like this man who's got like mm-hmm. unlimited means. He's like, "I want you to look at these videotapes. I'm going to set you up at this modernist bungalow in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York." <laughs> and it's like okay mm-hmm. i'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars okay what would i want to do and he's like but i've done all it's like i don't have an online presence you can't find out anything about me oh but i did i did daniel i did because that's what i gotta do gotta gotta protect my investment yeah he he does a lot of that and then um his character too it's like like you said he's just kind of doing stuff to he he just moves stuff along once they hit a wall and that that's very pot like like uh fictionalized podcasty i think where it's like podcast stories or even like short story things where it's just like you just have like you just create problems and it's like what find out next week and then he'll come in and be like well this is the reason we did Th- this that. is the and real like, this is the real the reason yeah. Until next and week, so when we find out, oh, that con- like what? None of these decisions make any sense other than to drive the plot forward. Ah, uh, TV. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, of course, there's also like, yo, Daniel, we know your family died in a fire. <laughs> it's like, all right, mm-hmm. he's got his tragedy, and but then the the length of why he winds up taking this case of like leaving his job, just he can just leave because a wealthy donor is paying for this. Um. But there's like a photo of like this woman with his family dog. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. it's the same dog. <laughs> and it's like, there must be something to it. I got to find <laughs> out more. <laughs> yeah, that that one was um, that part was pretty silly because it's like it's a doppelganger dog. It's the same dog. It's like, yeah, it's a golden retriever. It's like there's a, bo- a lab or something of those like dogs in yeah. the world. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's like, like at it, this very moment, they look the same. 
That's, yeah. that's my yeah. dog. There's so, no, there's, uh, that part was there's, kind there's of no silly. mark on the dog to identify it other than, hey, it looks like the same dog. Uh, it was the red collar. Oh, I was it? Okay. See, I'm colorblind. I don't. I wouldn't. I didn't know yeah. that. And there you go. Well, he 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 points out something that he's kind. Of, he's like, I bought. I saved up my money for a year to buy her that collar. Oh, uh, that's how. Man. Like that's how he says it. Okay. And then the guy's like, uh, I don't know, man. Seems like a jump. Yeah. It, okay. Good call. Yeah. Good call on the, that bit. Uh. So, then then yeah. of course at this at this uh complex that he's been set up with because we can't move the tapes for reasons. Uh, he goes there. Oh, we got no internet or cell reception. Hopefully, that ain't a problem. But there's a phone if you need to call for, for reasons, for medical reasons, for medical problems. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> there's no internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It's like, I get it. And then he gets mm-hmm. to work. And then it's a series of tapes uh, that are that came from a apartment building that burnt down. Uh, yeah. Back in like 1994, 94 and now he's, he's got to figure out what's on. He's got to restore these tapes. And so that's where it shifts into uh, real cornball found footage antics where uh, this this girl, the who's in 1994, who is played by Dina Shahabi. Play, uh, she's Melody Pendris. And she is a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. student that's working on her thesis. And she's going to she's got her camcorder, her high eight, and she's going to uh, record interviews with people who live in the building. But of course, it has, it has thesis doesn't make any sense. It is. And it's like, you know what, honey, bring a goddamn tripod. She, you see her with it one time. One time, it's like no, 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 no. You're doing interviews. Yeah. You got you got to have some proper microphones. Like you're going to what NYU or something like that. You surely they they could like give you a, yeah. like some equipment to do proper interviews. But it's not even just the setup to that. Her thesis doesn't make any sense either. She everyone's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm just like look interested in people who live in this building." And they're like, "Like uh, why?" And she's like, "Ah, oh, because the building burned down once." So. uh <laughs> I'm uh, I'm interested in it, and it's like, yeah, that's enough for a doctoral thesis, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. So next, next yeah. she should she should have done horror marketing. So yeah, uh, there's this thing where she's doing interviews on the camcorder, but then the show cuts mm-hmm. away from her like walking around with the camera because <laughs> it's like nobody wants to watch this like shitty uh, H or high eight thing, and it's like a show. With her filming and it cuts yeah. back and forth, but somehow our hero Daniel can see everything. Argue, you could argue, but it's just for the for the first two episodes they put it they laid on way too much. This like cutting in and yeah. out, and because by the third episodes on they completely say oh, who cares. Yeah, so it's a bit, bit which is the right call. Oh, hundred percent. Like I, my enjoyment yeah. of the show went up a lot after the first two episodes. Hmm. Uh, the big, yeah, that, yeah, the big twist, I guess, of the first episode is that uh, Daniel, in the footage of at the end of the first tape, has stuff that clearly comes at the end of the story in 1994, where she's being yeah. like grabbed by dudes, uh, and, the and she army sees, of custodians. Oh God, those those guys that just show up for no reason, uh, and then she yeah. he sees his own father. Who's dead? Who died in the fire? It's like, what was he doing back there? What did? How did he know her? Dun, 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 dun. What a twist! Tune in next episode as it comes up next in streaming. Um, 
And then after that, uh, he manages to find a cell phone signal on a hill to talk to Mark, the cell, the podcast man who there's like this whole thing that they mentioned later on where it's like, my dad owns the building, but let's not talk yeah. about who my dad is. Uh, he's, he's, he's yeah, like that... a, a man who's able to like afford this entire building in New York and his son just like has a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, they don't need to mention that. No. They're, they're, they just say, you or guys know what is it is. Is it part of the world building, RJ? Uh, it's part of something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't use the word world building, yeah. but it's definitely part of something. Yeah. And then, so yeah, then we just get more of the tape action. He's like, he's like seesawing on whether or not he should stick this out. But he's like, it's my dad. It's on the tape. I shouldn't be up here. This is messed up. He knew. He knew that my dad was on the tape. And, of course, when he does confront uh, Davenport about it, he's like, I had a feeling he was on there, but I wasn't sure. And then it's like, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, later on. It's just, again, these things, when you, like, think back on it, it's just like, oh, this show. It does some cool stuff, and then it does silly things. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's the how show about that Catholic? How about that Catholic priest? <laughs> What a what a perf- uh, what a performance! There, there's a few performances in this one. Uh, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the inclusion of the Catholic uh, horror imagery. I thought that was kind of neat. But yeah, um, Catholic, so we had Catholic yeah, he, uh, Catholic guilt. Um, we had podcasting. Yeah. We had Bagul antics. Yeah. Oh yes, there's some Bagulin in this. He he might have a different name, but he we all know who he is. Yeah. We all know it's Bagul. Uh, we, right? uh, he goes by Calego. Calego, yeah, and uh, I also like the names for uh, the cult witches, uh, the Baldung, which, which I think which is, is like... which is a name of witches from a drawing, the Baldung witches. There's yeah, a, I, yeah, I'm sure it was from it olden was. times. It's just it's, it sounds funny to me. Baldung, Ball, you know what I mean? Baldung, dung, sounds silly, but you know, whatever. So yeah, we got the occultists. Then we have um, 1920s flapper oh, cultists, which so, are always huge, well, and that, those are the Lovecraftian dudes. Well, that yeah, that that episode because that's like the seventh episode uh, where it just totally yeah, just does. Well, you a, get pieces of it before. A, but... Yeah, but then it actually just completely shifts time, and I think the entire episode yeah. is pretty well all in 1920s flapper land. And yeah, that is a total Call of Cthulhu RPG session. But from the bad guys' point yeah. of view. Uh, were you picking up yeah. on all the little the little clues in the show about like when they start talking about uh, Sharon, the the name of the comet and, uh, and and the rock and stuff like that? Because I, I don't know why I even know this yeah. crap, but it was like Sharon. You mean the ferryman, the uh, <laughs> who takes the dead? It's like <gasps> illusions. I know. Uh... I know what what is a uh, what's the dragon in Dragon Ball Z called Sh- Chevron? Uh, the sheep. I know I know that one. Okay. The dragon. Um, boom, boom, boom. Skim it. I got to skim these episodes because it's been a couple weeks since I've watched it now. Do you want me to? I can run through the episodes, kind of. Yeah, because you. It's fresh. For it's you, fresh. I yeah, go for it. So the first two episodes are like, uh, it's just getting him set up to do the thing, and then kind of the initial tried like hooking hooking you into it and then two or three episodes after or the next two or three you see like it's basically just her watching the foot or him watching her footage and her exploring the uh the apartment so getting her interviews yeah so she meets her her uh friendly companion um 
the young girl who uh, yeah. she, who like knows how to do stuff and takes her around. And then you're introduced to like uh, the other tenants in the building. Mm-hmm. So you get um, Professor Guy, Professor Beardface. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Hipster. Mr. Hipster, who he's another one. He's just kind of he's he's exactly, <laughs> Yeah, he's exactly like the big bad guy um, where it's just like he kind of change like whatever whenever he's there it's it's always like for something and then like it, the first episode you see him by the end of the first episode you're like you he, see that he, he did what it he, says. he did it yeah <laughs> and you're just like okay so he's the bad guy and then there's scenes later where it's like people are like she's like trying to trust him again it's like you know he's the bad guy it's like you watched him in the sex cult thing basically oh the like where your throat singing to yeah, the, the to, singing. to the weird thing in the box which okay yeah. Before like they show you kind of what was in the box later, yeah. did it not look like something out of like an Ari Aster movie because of it the did. low res? We were like, is that like a some weird head and some arms in that yeah. box? No okay. cap. I thought so too. But then I but then it made me think more. I was like, oh, it's an alien. I said this is an alien show as well. Uh, that's when you the big reveal later of it's like, oh, it's yeah. it's a Stan Winston creature. Yeah, yeah, which uh, makes sense, I think. But uh, so, yeah, you get introduced to that guy and then immediately, you know, he's bad. And then eventually they like every time you see him, they like try to play it off that he isn't. But you're like, we know he is every time every episode he's in, you see him doing something bad. It's like it's he's clearly the bad guy. Uh, Then you get introduced to old art enthusiast lady who uh, has relations to the kind of older cult. The one from uh, she had a quote unquote sister sister. Yeah. Which uh Main character's um, art enthusiast oh, friend explains. Did, did you love that? Did you did you love her best friend? Oh yeah. She's she's a little pushy. She's Jared. a she's a real peach. She, yeah, she's a little bit. She puts herself in situations that uh, Melody is like, "Hey, I don't want you here right now." And she says, "Well, I'm staying." And it's like, gotta you gotta trust people, man. You gotta trust people. So you meet the old art lady. She's uh, you can tell immediately she's crazy. Uh, then you meet uh, the medium lady, and she's cool. Mm-hmm. I like the medium lady. Yeah. yeah she was cool. Did, you, did uh, you like when she started clawing her own face off? I did. I did, actually. That's very Ari Aster-esque as well, kind of. Like, uh, just out of nowhere, just extreme I, I was thinking it was kind of like, um, fuck, the, that Sam Raimi movie that people like. Drag Me, Drag to, me hell. to Hell. Yeah. Yeah, and which I don't, neither of us like that movie. But the, right. I thought the medium lady in this was cool. And then you also meet uh, the heir of um, the father, or like the guy who was originally filming the original. Uh, oh like, yes, uh, ceremony, and that's the video well, that Dan was restoring at the start of. Well, the, show. The, the the guy who was making the Twilight Zone show, he was doing yeah. something based on his own like memory of seeing a stag yeah. film of something that looked like a snuff film, but it was actually this ritual that yeah. was done back in nineteen twenty twenty whatever it is at this location in a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Which also they, they keep, they say that a couple times. They're like, it's a steak film. And it's like, what, what steak party were these guys at where they were watching videos of like occultists killing and sacrificing people. And like, yeah. Hey, Hey, Hollywood, Hollywood sickos as uh, the New York post would tell us. Yeah. So, uh, that was kind of goofy. Um, so anyways, uh, Melody's doing this the whole time. And then, uh, what she's like unstable i i, I had to rephrase that um okay, so she you, you could just rephrase it all you want because it all cut out for me 
Oh, I said uh, Melody's meeting all these people, but she's kind of unstable herself. So she's going to see Dan's dad, who's her psychologist, mm-hmm. and he's trying to help her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's uh, she's really losing it, and she's trying to find her mom. That's kind of like the the reason she's there the whole time. Right. Oh yeah, her mom. Her cause, mom. Because she was left at an or like at a church. Or, at a church. And she got orphaned, and she had no idea who her mother is. And then she got a letter randomly out of the blue. That's her yeah. real motivation for coming there. Yes. And she's looking for a woman that was her mother with this name with like that's it. that's all she's got that she's going after. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh so that's kind of like what's happening for 3 4 episodes on her end and then the whole time Dan is he's just restoring it and then watching it but then he things he are happening. The, he goes into the shining mode so he starts seeing the ghost version of his dad. He starts uh, seeing Melody in real life, but and, it's sparkle and then, Melody. And there's a lady wearing a red coat, like, don't look now. Walking around in the woods. Walking around. Yeah. Who's like, I'm the groundskeeper. Yeah. So you see her, and you're like, well, she seems suspicious, obviously. Oh, we also uh, remember that he's like, he realizes there's cameras all over the compound. Yeah. And, well, and he hacks into them. He, but then he, because, yeah, then he has to hack into it and then loop the footage. Yes. Oh, so, ha- so Mark, yeah. Mark the podcaster. This character is so fucking annoying because every yeah. line is like a pop culture reference. Yes, yes, it is, and it's it's the stuff that you hate because it's the people who write shows affectionately about the eighties and nineties. Let's go. Well, this is all Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that guy's super annoying. Uh, oh, then- and then he goes to follow up on a lead where there's a woman. Who that, says she's that, Melody. That says she's Melody, who everyone assumed died in the fire yeah. back in 1994. And then he goes and checks it out, and they have this, like, awkward conversation, and then it cuts away. But then, like, <laughs> like later on, there's a phone call where he's like, yeah, no, she she died. She wasn't there. Um, it wasn't her. Or And then it was like, no, she was faking it. It's really, it's really yeah. weird. And like, it makes no sense because you're like, wait, is he explaining something that happened off camera? And it's like, there's, I've read people on Reddit be confused because they thought he was lying. But I'm like, no, I think the show just like shorthanded no, he, it. He says, I, I lied. He does. He, yes, he lied he, initially. He says, I lied. But then he, he tells the truth. Person. But then people yeah. thought he was lying when he said he, after he had lied, it's, what he said. He thought that was lying. I'm like, no, like, why is he doing it? It doesn't even make yeah. sense. Other than he's like trying to make him not feel bad. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, no, it wasn't her at all. It was just some some person, like, you know, pulling a scam. But, like, nobody seems to believe that because you didn't actually see it in the show. Because for some reason they wanted to create, like, fake tension. I don't yeah. know. It's a cheap yeah. little shortcut. It, it's really weird. It's really weird that they do it. Yeah, because, like, the entire time with Dan, he's always trying to call his friend. But his friend is, like, unsure if he's if Dan is, if Dan himself is stable, cause he had a, he got dumped hard and it kind of brought up past trauma of his entire family dying, which I think is completely understandable. And he had to go spend some time in a wellness center basically. Um, but which Dan's course, starting to, when Virgil goes, why you want to help him? What's exactly. your, what's your relationship? To what's him? your relationship? Virgil. And, uh, and then Dan starts seeing Bagul in the tapes, because obviously... Because <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a Bagul in the tapes. There's a Bagul in the tapes. So he sees him, but then he also... He just starts having, like, interactions with Melody, because, like, when he goes into the dream nether, he can, like, see her, and then sometimes he's asleep, sometimes he's awake, and they, they're just talking to each other, and they, know they like, they build a relationship, Jared, through and time through and time space. and... and. But don't forget, this is my beginning ahead of myself a little bit. But then we get some Hill House uh, mold. 
yeah yeah so that's all happening and then in the back end like so the one of the last episodes you see the hill house mold and you see that it's being used as like to you know reference the opioid crisis or something Jarrett, or just addiction crisis because there's like oh there's see, the floor I, of like users who are like hooked on the mold i think that they were i think there's a i don't know if it's that complicated <laughs> i don't i don't think so either i think but. the idea is that that's see originally i thought oh maybe like the the comet landed under where this building is mm. but that's not really the case it seems to be like when they were doing these summonings the mold started the mold to appear, appear and it started and it appeared like manifesting in the uh the blood of the miscarriage yeah that's where it first started yeah yeah and then, then but then it starts appearing everywhere in, in a yeah. spiral shape yeah and so and then the mold does a few things like the mold will either make people see into that world, like the artists, they use the mold to see it. But then the mold can also like basically trap these people because that's what when when she goes to the floor of like addicts that are locked in, yeah. the dude's like, I want to get clean. But he's like, but the mold keeps me here. There's something that draws me Dude, to the what's building. The, what's the name of the uh, drug? The drug that they use? Yeah. What's the what, is um, they, what do they call it? There's a name. I can't remember. What I can't. It was. I can't remember either. Oh, but the, yeah. So yeah. Then there's the art. So there's like that really great bit where at the beginning of the so each episode kind of opens up with like a bit of media kind of yeah. VHS style. Yeah. And the really yeah, cool the, the really cool ones the uh, the auction house thing where yeah. it's like inside of the the crazy woman's apartment and you can see all these weird items which are also very conveniently tied into the whole thing like there's yeah. these tuning forks and then you see uh oh there's the little box off in the background but then there's this painting yeah. uh what else so oh yeah there, there's the, the brooch bowl. the teeth bowl there's the brooch that's like the comet that's made of this rare yeah. uh you know you know rock that is the name the charon knight or something like yeah that. it's very heavy-handed but it's all yeah. uh very neat to see those kind of details in a show yeah. That that is like trying so hard to be like a Call of Cthulhu slash Delta Green TV yeah. show. Yeah, and the, all those intros, be like the bumpers before the episodes, those are all pretty pretty cool too because well, they're all they're yeah. like nineties themed things. And there's that really neat one where it's the uh, yeah the uh, Smithsonian about about yeah. the comet and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I liked those uh, quite a bit. So yeah, you find out about the mold, and then Melody's basically like she she knows enough now. She's like, it's a cult. They're gonna kill this little kid. And they want to bring this thing back, and like she, she just figures it out. Remember the she priest? Tries... Remember the yeah, priest? She... He dies. She, she, the, the priest is doing exorcisms, and he gets pushed in front of a train off camera. Uh, off camera. And there's that hilarious photo that's like, oh, they're having a memorial, and there's just like that big smiling photo. You're like, oh, he's dead. Like, he's they, dead. They, the scene, maybe the scene was so bad that they just edited it around. They, and of course, the I, implication I think... is that uh, hipster Doctor Beardface, did it. yeah, Beardo, yeah. he did it, of course. And yeah. uh, but he's going to do it again because <laughs> people are always getting thrown off buildings now. And yeah. uh, and there's Wait. and Bagulin and and oh there and then yeah. there's a there's a new thing they throw in there at this point where uh, yeah the annoying friend she's a, yeah. she's a painter and she's given yeah. some uh, black paint that's made with the, mold, with the mold and and now she's inspired and she keeps painting this this portrait of this woman she's never seen but she keeps seeing her and trying to like manifest her and you're like well we haven't seen this woman before either. Yeah, this this blonde woman, and yeah. yeah, and then what happens the last three episodes, and then this is what I find is also very typical Netflix style. Mm-hmm. So they'll do this thing where they bounce back and forth, back and forth, and then they break it down one to one, where it's one melody episode, then the flashback episode, yeah. and then the Dan episode, where it's like it's all about them basically, because yeah. you get all of melody, and then it's basically where 
it's right back to where the very first scene is where she's getting basically taken. Um, so she gets taken and you're like, oh shit, she's gone. And then you get the flashback episode to the twenties where you, you basically get told what they're doing. They're like, well, this is Calego. We want him. We want to hang out we, with we him. Want, we, his... we want to live in the world where he lives in a, what, what kind of dimension? Uh, the, they have a lame work. It's <laughs> because like of the course they world. do. The it's other, the it other, is literally called the other, other world. world. It's different there. I'm like, oh God, we got to go over to the other world. And it's they should have called it like the shadow realm but, or something. But, but, thing, cool. but well, things are, things are different over there. Time moves faster. You're going to have five minutes. It's like, yeah. What does that matter? Yeah. So there, there's lots of talk of that kind of stuff. So you, you get the flashback episode and then you get the Dan episode where, uh, Dan's like, okay. I think Melody's trapped in the other world. I'm a getter. And then he goes, uh, he's got to go Scooby-Doo Ghostbuster and into the other world yeah. to fight Bagul. But this is not before like a, this like flaccid uh, climax with Virgil. Oh yeah. They just kind of, we, we got, we got everything we needed out of this. You thought you need to, you were going to, cause he's, even though he's like trying to create this circle yeah. thing over again. So I had this idea though, that, um, that these are like the same, God, like these, these are like some of the same people. Like Virgil Davenport is looking for his brother, who conveniently there was these two brothers that were originally part of the cult. And I'm yeah. like, well, maybe. Like, and even though the guy, like the actor in 1924, looks kind of like Martin Donovan, who's yeah. playing Virgil Davenport, and the guy playing uh, Beardo, he he's like a four-eyed guy. I'm like, well, he looks different, but maybe there's some mind transference going on to See, extend his life. And I was like, where's the payoff of this going to come from? And they and they avoid it all, but then you realize, yeah. oh fuck off! It's a season one. I want it done. <laughs> See, that's what we thought to like like uh, after the seance what we had thought i was like i was like it's mind transference i was like it's just like uh i i, I won't say the movie because i don't know if you've seen it but uh i was like these people they're just i they're grooming these younger versions and then they're going to tra- mind transfer down so that they can live forever i was like that's why there's only one kid in the building and i was like it's probably the the next person next oldest person to get john malkovich down <laughs> to like you know what i mean malkovich, malkovich. And, Malkovich, Malkovich. And that's what we thought the whole time. And um, what we had, because uh, Andrew's like, why does it say season one? I was like, I think it's an anthology. And she's like, well, well, before we finish, she's like, is it going to come back? And I was like, eh. I was like, I kind of hope they finish it. It hasn't and been renewed a, yet, apparently. And then if they do a season two, I kind of hoped it would have just been a new story. Like Hill House style, do you know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like that's no. what they're... Yeah. It seems like they want to keep going. Because it's going to keep going. But, but I think that's a mistake. I think it should... It should just end. They should have wrapped it up. I don't yeah. even like. I mean, they should have had a different ending. But now, because now it's like, oh, that's the ending, huh? And you're like, yeah. well, there's gotta be more. And it's like, I don't care. Like, you, they, you, I mean, I don't need more uh, Bagul. <laughs> they could do some real baller shit and just like, if they do get renewed for season two, just make a completely separate story with new characters, mm-hmm. and then people will be like, what happened to Dan? And they're like, he fucking died. Okay. So the other thing that I find odd, and I don't know if there was like a reason for this. But we never see Dan go to the site of the building now. Like in real time? Yeah. So he will. It's because mostly 80, 85% of the show, he's at the compound and he yes. can't leave. And the only time he leaves is when he gets like punched in the head and taken back yeah. to New York. And then when he's there, 
he just goes and meets his chowderhead friend, and he's like, "I gotta get back to the." Well, and, and he also and, and he also back. he also goes back to the the, the mysterious organization LGM yeah. or whatever but or LMG, also, and yeah. uh, he goes and he's like, uh, "Then Virgil Danport's like, you thanks for the work you've done, and if you threaten to do anything again, well, we will use the law to against you to say and you did like, all these bad things." It's like, okay, yeah, like, like it's like, oh, this this shit is so frustrating. Yeah. It's like this isn't like good writing. This is just slop. it's not. But uh, and then I actually, since you bring it up, Dan didn't even have to go because he sent his uh, chucklehead buddy to run errands for him all the time. Yeah. Like episode two, he should have been like, "Hey, can you go to the Visser and uh, see if that building's Chuck, still around?" Check, uh, check what's in the basement. Uh, see what's there, uh, underneath is there any, there. Any space mold? Yeah. Is uh, we got any like vials of blood hanging on down <laughs> there? Uh, little, little vial of blood. Any, any weirdo drug addicts going? Argh. I and so okay. Uh, one thing I gotta mention, I actually do like the humming cadence. Like I, I like yeah. the simplicity of it, where it's just like three tones, or three or four tones. I kind of like that. No. And uh, while we we're watching this, this might be too much information, but uh, we were watching, and uh, I, uh, I had to, um, I had to let one rip, Jared. <laughs> and uh, it came out in the tone of the thing, where it's like do do do, and Andrew's like, "Is your butt haunted?" And I was like, "Yeah." I've been telling you this for like thirty years. You know, there, RJ, there, there. I believe there is a porno that's called "My My Ass Is Haunted." Just so you're aware, yeah, I, I'm sure there is. Did Jim Wynorski film it? Uh, directed by Belladonna. Oh, that's not Jim Wynorski. Okay, I mean, just so you know. Okay. They, they, well, they... you know, you know, you know. Uh, anyways, um, that's that's the whole show uh it's like uh like andrew we enjoyed it like there it's like i said there's there's a lot of good stuff in there lots of stuff i do like there's just <laughs> wow. a good chunk of annoying things. rj in case you want to know uh it is online uh on pornzog.com or hotmovies.com uh-huh uh one's got a 30 second clip there's things going on it looks like they're uh using something on people's butts uh, I imagine they're trying to pull the demons. Well, out. I think they're exercising butts because your ass is haunted. You gotta do something about it. You gotta get the gotta get the ghost out. As uh, Jim Carrey would say, you gotta exercise the demons. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. But anyways, yeah, it's a uh, uh, we liked it. Like, there's good, there's cool stuff in it. Stuff that I actually like. Things I do like. And yep. It's like, oh yeah, I like this and I like that. And then there's just the typical um, the the things about Netflix shows that I don't like, and then the things about because uh, I don't listen to podcasts anymore, but I did do some podcasts like things like this years and years ago, and it's the same problem I had with those where it's like, it's like next time, and it's it was always like the cliffhanger thing, and you're you're kind of like I know why you do that, but at the same time it's like I don't like it that much, so it's it's the good and the bad, you know what I mean? You gotta take the good with the bad, the good with the bad, oh, the good with the bad, but uh, it's got it does it definitely has um cool things in it. It's just a uh, so, some of the things they do are not the right decisions. But, I agree. You know, you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, so was I right not to to to, to give you any preamble about it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, <laughs> it and it, it is. It's like when you you're just like it's everything we do, and I was like, I don't know what you mean, dude. Yeah. But like, I I do and now. now. You it's, know. Yeah, it uh, pretty much everything we. Th- this is just like. All of that shit jammed up together, and you're like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. So, so like, yeah. supposedly, um, uh-huh. that, that show Yellow Jackets is yeah. supposed to be good. It's on Crave. It is. 
Yeah, we might. Uh, the show we're watching right now will be, probably be done by next week. The like the TV show we're watching. So after that one, I'm maybe going to suggest uh, the Yellow Jackets. Okay, I've watched the trailer for it, and I was kind of like, I don't know. Do you, it could do, be all right. It's not what I expect, and it's like, huh? It could be better than a trailer yeah. for a TV show would suggest, but. The only thing is, there's an actress in it that I don't like. Um, it's her name, Juliette Lewis, or something like that. Uh, like, she she was in lots of stuff in the '90s. I don't know what it is. I just don't. I don't like her, and I think she's in Yellow Jacket. And I know every time she's gonna be on there, I'm gonna be like. Ugh. And I know I got a lot of issues, but there's it actors does and actresses. have Juliette Lewis. Uh, actors and actresses that I just don't like watching. They just annoy me for some reason. She's one of them. It's got Christina Ricci. Well, she's cool. I like Christina. So I, you know, good in the bad. I don't know the a lot of these other people, but I don't know people. I don't know actors. I think a lot of them are younger, cause like newer actors the, you know what i mean the kids the kids well it's supposed to be high school kids i think eh mm-hmm. oh they get uh, lost in the woods ah hansel and gretel style oh. um i've got a couple movies i can talk about quick okay if that's all you watched all your free time was committed to uh i'm halfway through uh the phantom pain oh, like halfway through the main right. story yeah. like because you could play this game for 500 years i think if you wanted but uh, i'm halfway through the main story so i can uh i'm hoping to be done by next month because i got shit to do and i want to pack it up and uh be done with it like it's good i like it not i'm not trying to like get it done out of the way but you know what i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to streamline it so halfway through okay uh so last night i watched two films both canon films one uh from vinegar syndrome uh, and, oh, yeah. and directed by one Norman Mailer, who wrote and directed this film. I don't know, are you familiar with the reputation of Tough Guys Don't Dance? I've heard of it, but I'm not sure why. So it often kind of shows up in kind of like worst movies, big duds kind of thing. Uh, and particularly a scene involving Ryan O'Neill, old uh, Barry Lyndon, um, where it's him on a beach reading a letter. Mm-hmm. And after upon reading the letter, he goes, "Oh God, oh man, oh God, oh man," and then he keeps saying it over and over again, and the camera goes swirling around. It's just the weirdest delivery, and it's got uh, this movie's got Angelo Bellamente score throughout. And so I don't know; I had no expectations of this other than I think I've heard people say, "You know, it's not that; it's a pretty cool movie. It's actually really interesting." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've heard that okay. before. I've heard that." So I kind of uh, oh, yeah. decided I'm going to put this on and find out for myself after buying it on Blu-ray. So I, I better hopefully enjoy it. But this movie, it's stacked. It's got Isabella Rossellini, uh, which is interesting because in a lot of yeah. ways, this movie is like East Coast Twin Peaks in the sense oh. that the dialogue is kind of like the the weird cornball dialogue that David Lynch films have that nobody really talks about. Whereas characters don't talk like real people and no one has yeah. a problem with it. But here it's like very like the, the dialogue is a little stranger than that. But if you think about mm-hmm. it in those terms, kind of when uh, they can blue velvet, when uh, Jeffrey's talking to uh, uh, Laura Dern's dad, the sheriff, and he's like, um, the, yeah, the, the world, the world's a wonderful place, but horrible too. 
is that what they said explicitly or <laughs> are you filling in the that, reading between the lines no that's the line he said but it's like oh and, but horrible too like the way he says it it's so strange and could be viewed mm. as like i don't know this is this is seems like kind of is this bad acting or weird weird dialogue it's in lost highway as well it's this affectation of this like film noir, neo noir thing. So Tough Guys Don't Dance is a neo noir, and I think you would very much enjoy this movie, which also has one Wings Hauser. Uh, Wings Hauser's. Oh, he's interesting. He, he's he's uh he's he's getting all wingsy in this one. Yeah. So the tagline for this film: a love story yeah. shadowed by murder, a comedy laced with horror. Ooh. I mean, that sounds good. A writer, ex-con, and 40-something bottle baby, Tim Madden, who is prone to blackouts, awakens from a two-week bender to discover a pool of blood in his car. Hmm. Uh, he has a little hidey hole that he also has, and he goes to check it out after he's had a blackout, and he finds, like, uh, human heads in garbage bags. Oh, I kind of like that. But this, and this movie also has got um, uh, Ed Tur- uh, Ed Tier. Lawrence Tierney, uh, the boss from Reservoir Dogs, he's kind of like the old pit bull guy, <laughs> bald. You, you'd reckon, you'd recognize Lawrence Tierney. Um, the, the explanation of his appearance is that oh, he's going through chemo, which <laughs> is like Lawrence Tierney just looks like that. He's, he's a big bald, bald mm. pit bully looking man. They're just they're making they're just making fun of him. I, a little bit, but this dialogue, holy smokes, you've never heard anything quite like it. Mm. Um, I don't know. It, it, it defies kind of categorization. It's because it feels like at times like sub David Lynch, sub Brian De Palma, but it actually is interesting the entire time. This movie is like almost two hours long, but it held my attention all the way through. It's mm. just a story about this down and out guy who's, uh, you know, no being sleazy uh people everyone's because everyone's southern as like there's like yeah. this is like southern eastern coast stuff and they all of are affecting some accent except for when they forget that they're supposed to be southern first in between scenes yeah um who's the guy who plays wardley meeks the third who reminds me a lot of um the baron from the movie we're talking about later tonight, Metropolitan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's very, in, very interesting. Mm. It sounds cool. You send it my way. I'll, I'll, I'll give it oh, a watch. I've got this here on. I got that Blu-ray, baby. 4K. Uh, no, just, just, ah. just a 2K resto. So I don't it, have a 4K player anyway. So it that's doesn't okay. matter. Well, it looks pretty good. I, I would, I would yeah. say, I think it's it, you. You go in knowing that it's kind of a campy kind of not great movie and you'll watch it and I think you will greatly enjoy it. Uh, I was very impressed actually how, how much fun I mm. had watching, especially with subtitles. Cause you get, you get some real, uh, 1987 dialogue. Oh, I, I know what that's. <laughs> yeah. About. You can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You send it my way. I'll give it a watch. All right. Eventually. All right. So after watching that Canon film, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch, see if, uh, there's any other Canon films I haven't gone around to watching. And, uh, I saw on Tubi, the film Hero and the Terror, starring Chuck Norris, was on. Mm, uh, the take, like the tagline of this film, Heroes Hit Hardest. Danny O'Brien okay. is back in action fighting the notorious Simon Moon, 
also known as the Terror. Three years earlier, O'Brien had single-handedly captured the Terror and was called Hero by the people of L.A. Now, Simon has escaped and has started killing women again, and O'Brien is the only man who can stop him. Is this like the O'Brien? Like Chief O'Brien? No, Danny. This is maybe like oh. the, the great-great-great-great-grandfather of Chief O'Brien. Of Chief O'Brien? It would uh, make sense. But, man... So... The, the serial killer in this is played by Jack O'Halloran, uh, mm-hmm. who you will remember as Non from Superman. Nog? Non. From, oh. Yeah. But, Do I remember that? From like the... Uh, the original, original Superman Super- movies, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I non. think I know who you mean. I think yeah. it's Non. So, woohoo. Uh, uh, Chuck, Chuck Norris sucks a lot. He is a charisma vacuum. He... Mm-hmm. He just is a terrible actor. He mm-hmm. bring he brings nothing to the screen, and mm-hmm. this is a movie. It's like his dramatic film, and it's endless. <sighs> like fucking nothing happens for so long. There at times yeah. there's some really great like cinematography of the beach and stuff like that, and like mm-hmm. this one shot from under the docks, and then you have like giant non coming along with like a a dead woman over his shoulder, and you're like, oh man, that's a really cool shot. And that's like the yeah. first shot of the movie, but then it's just like you're watching, and you're just like. Come on, do something. Why are they like waiting for him to strike in this theater? And like literally one of the characters goes for a jog around in the theater for a while. Chuck Norris, like, there's like nothing going on. There's like more about Chuck Norris's girlfriends pregnant with their baby. And it's whether or not they want to get married for like 30 mm. minutes interspersed in this. You're like, come on. It's going to be called the hero and the terror. <laughs> I mean, that's Chuck Norris though, you know? I think Chuck Norris, like the people who are real hot on Chuck Norris, like Chuck Norris never, cr- like, you know, all that like goofy shit. Those are the same people putting bacon on everything, I think. Oh, you know what they're, they're very much into epic bacon. Epic. They go, oh, epic bacon, bro. And yeah. you go, okay. Yeah, I've seen now uh, one, two, three, four, five Chuck Norris vehicles from the 80s. And mm-hmm. all, all bangers? Not a the best one is I guess Delta Force, but that's because it's got Lee Marvin in it. Ooh, Lee yeah. Marvin's pretty cool. But yeah, these he he sucks. Don't yeah. don't don't waste your time with Chuck Norris movies. They're yeah, bad. I'm 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 not gonna oppose you on that one. No. I think Chuck Norris is Chuck Norris, like nothing yeah. special. Yeah. Um, you gonna start watching some Adam Curtis documentaries anytime soon? Mmm. Are you afraid? No, I just... I gotta watch Star Trek. (laughs) You know what I mean? Phantom Pain. As soon as Phantom Pain's done, I'm gonna roll right into Enterprise and really do it. I did watch those first two episodes of Enterprise, and I was gonna try to do them both at the same time, but I found... uh, I watched two eps, and then I played Phantom Pain for a while, and then I went back to Enterprise, and I was like, I can't fucking remember who these people are right now. (laughs) Because they're so forgettable jared yeah so um yeah i don't know i'm uh it's like i said i'm um i'm halfway done the main story of phantom pain so hopefully i can get it done in a couple weeks and then we'll roll right into enterprise and you'll be back on the star trek train and the fans will be happy the The fan uh, the fans the fans the people who have demanded enterprise talk for uh weeks for weeks yeah for, Anyways, for, for all time. So you watched the an interesting movie and a mm-hmm. other movie. Uh, the, the rewatch of Power of Nightmares, Adam Curtis, real good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got got to do it. And then uh, 
after watching Metropolitan for the first time, I uh, randomly put on something on Criterion Channel that I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to watch The Living End from 1992, this Greg Araki movie. Uh, the, yeah. the synopsis of the film is Luke is a gay hustler. John is a movie critic. Both are HIV positive. They go on a hedonistic, dangerous journey. Their motto, fuck the world. Well, interesting, interesting. When are you going to play the Phantom Pain? When am I going to play the Phantom Pain? Yeah, uh, or are you going to watch... You should just watch the cutscenes along with along with me. Yeah, I'd have to re I think I might have watched them already, but I don't remember it that well. Because I've seen... Bro- I've played... Because you, you retain things better when you've actually played. Played, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's broken down into episodes because you have the main missions and then side missions and the side missions there's tons, but out of the main missions I'm on sixteen and from uh my internet sleuthing I think there's thirty one, to- thirty one or thirty two total. So that's why I, I believe I'm halfway through. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Was that it? I think that's it. Nice. That's what I watched. Let's let's move on with the show. I Got found it. out that Monica Vitti, that's the lady who died. That's my news today. Okay. From Aventura. You got the scoop. And uh, other Antonioni movies. We weren't um, even going for her. We got her. Damn. Uh, news. News. I gave you the news. Okay. Well, that's it. Here's some more news. Okay. Uh, this one, a significant element from U.S. involved in self-described freedom convoy in Canada, official says. Uh, what? Those are from words? the Washington Post, Jarrett. It's huge. Uh, what? That seems curious. What is, what is this BuzzFeed news? Tom Holland just had the best live reaction to hearing No Way Home is 23 million away from overtaking Avatar at the box office. That can't be true. That can't be true. That can't be true. There's no way it's that close to Avatar. Ava- Even Endgame didn't do it, and that's when people were, were still going to movies and droves. Even I saw that fucking thing in theaters. There's no way that's true. Uh, Yeah, no. Lifetime I had someone glasses. ask me today... They're like, when are you going to watch that new Spider-Man? I was like, whenever it gets fucking put on, dumped on streaming. And they're like, what? They're like, that might be six months from now. And I was like, I'm fine with that. Uh, Yeah, so Spider-Man No Way Home is not there. Yeah. It's not even at, it's not even at two billion. Like, it's like... So maybe, not even close. Maybe in a one country, it's like box office. Yeah, but it's still insane that Spider-Man No Way Home is right now six in top lifetime grosses. So number one is Avatar is still baby. It's yep. hol- it holds on by Until like Until Avatar 2. 50 mil. Oh yeah. Avengers Endgame, Titanic, Star Wars Episode 7, Avengers Infinity War, fuck six, mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home. God damn. I mean, uh, why isn't Metropolitan on this list? I think it's on the alternative list. Yeah. The incel top 10. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's news for you. Sometimes Spider-Mans happen. Yeah. Sometimes Spider-Mans don't. It won't pass Avatar. It would have already if it was going to. Is a logical thing, I'm going to say. Outstanding. Well, goddamn. 
on with the show. This is it. Yes. After the break, yeah, we, we got we have to leave. We got to return our uh, tuxedos. Otherwise, we it. will incur a twenty-five dollar late fee. We can't be having that. I can't sustain that. It's not. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Spend more on nuclear war if that's your chosen illusion. Incinerate innocent men and women and children. The kids around here have the best idea. They say presidents come, presidents go, but all the young people, they must fall in love. All the young people, they must fall in love. Tom is the only guy I've ever liked in my whole life. I'm not going to forget about him because of some apparent inconsistency. I've had a crush on Serena with some ups and downs for over two years. Serena had an incredible number of boyfriends, at least 20. Rick finds Monica and Serena Slocum still together. Well, one thing's for certain. She's lost her virginity by now. How can you say that? You're right. Maybe she wasn't a virgin. Is it true you're a baron? As a matter of fact, it is. I don't take that sort of thing seriously, though. Rick Von Sloniker is tall, rich, good-looking, stupid, dishonest, conceited, in short, highly attractive to women. I don't see how that can be bad. I shouldn't have to go into all this sort of detail. Well, could you go into a few sort of details? They're doomed. What are you talking about? Downward social mobility. They're bourgeois. Shut your job. Playing strip poker with an exhibitionist somehow takes the challenge away. And in love. I mean, for them, men are either dates, potential dates, or date substitutes. Well, I find that dehumanizing. They're all so very metropolitan. You could say it's extremely vulgar. I like it a lot. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Metropolitan from 1990, directed by Whit Stillman. Is that your first or second favorite director, RJ? Wilt Stillman? Yeah. I, it'd be a tough, it'd be a tough toss-up. I mean, him and uh, Woody Ballen, not Woody Allen, Woody Ballen. He's a, uh, he's this other guy. He's, he's kind of like an insider, like uh, an not incel? a lot of people. Uh, well, I mean, among other things, potentially. 
But uh, who's to say Wilt Stillman doesn't fit in that camp also? Mm. Who's to say? Who's to say? Well, not us. But mm-hmm. the tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. Finally, a film about the downwardly mobile. Finally? Yeah. Is that how they want to approach that? Yes. Okay. I think it's, it's a little facetious, RJ. I don't know. I don't know what that word means. A radical student is adopted by a group of young New Yorkers, serves as a catalyst to alter his and their lives. Gathering in a Manhattan apartment, the group of friends meet to discuss social mobility, Fourier's socialism, and play bridge in their cocoon of upper-class society until they are joined by a man with a critical view of their way of life. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a description. Things, film. things happen. Things go down. Yeah. They didn't mention the uh, the portal to the other world in in the description here. Ah, uh, that's yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, what, I guess what, they didn't want to. Whatever happened that. when that apartment building burnt down? I don't know. I don't know. It's New York, man. Crazy shit happens in New York every day. You know what I mean? No. no. So RJ, um, I didn't know anything about Metropolitan when I uh, came along. I had no idea that it was like from 1990 until a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, this is like a, a contemporary movie. Yeah. I, it had kind of popped up on my radar uh, back when we were doing uh, Trome. And I was like, uh, oh, the... yeah, because there's a, a mass overlap between Metropolitan and uh, Lloyd Kaufman. Hey? Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, who's in one of the outtakes of this, I think. I could... Oh, yeah, you mentioned that, right? Yes, which I yeah. did not uh, get to when I was uh, watching this this week. Because I kind of yeah. forgot all about it, but he's in there, kinda. So it's like he's a side note in the Criterion Collection, at least. Until yeah. those, well, he, uh, he made it. And until the, well, yeah, he's on. He's on one of the discs, but not in the yeah. movie itself. But other than that, I I kind of knew the poster is kind of mm. this nice uh, drawing, this New Yorker style drawing of uh, mm. young people, and you're like, oh, look how nice and kind these people look. They're just going about their lives with this lampshade some nice cross hatching going on mm-hmm. people looking at one another but not all are featured um because um, there's no um nick there's no nick in this drawing sorry nick's the nick's the ginger and tom tom is the yeah. uh the raging incel yes well there's yeah there's five in this picture but at any given time their their numbers vary from six to eight yeah because there's also of. fred who's yeah. the uh is that the, uh, the alpha male? No, he's the vomiter. Oh, okay. He's the vomiter. And then which one's the alpha male again? Well, he doesn't. He's got sh- the house in the Hamptons. Oh, that well, that guy's not part of the group proper. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but he he's uh he mixes in a couple sing- scenes. Yeah, That's what I mean from uh, ra- yeah. ranging from numbers. Because you're, you're thinking of Rick Vaughn Sloniker. Yeah, the alpha, played yeah. by uh, Will Kemp, who's only been in this. Last Days of Disco, which is also a Will Whit Stillman movie, mm-hmm. which is I think the third one of this so-called trilogy. The second one being Barcelona, but he's also in a horror movie called Pledge Night, which I think is maybe a Vinegar Syndrome release, something like that. No, so, come well, on. I think one of the boutiques might have put this out, but I could be wrong. 
I mean, you could be. Okay. I'm not going to say you are. I'm not going to look into it. But let's just say that you could be wrong. You could be right, All too. Right. All right. So, yeah, I didn't know too, too much about this. And so okay. this is a movie, RJ, another one of these movies where yeah. I watched it twice this week. Uh, yeah, you've been doing that lately because you like them so much. I love I love cinema. I, I, yeah. I, I devour it. Yeah, I know. I know. So, wait, um, you don't have to say yes or no. But you only really watch movies twice if you love them, or sometimes you you fall asleep in them. I think so. You watch them again, or you just don't. You're like, ah, maybe I didn't give it its its due credit. Maybe I should check it out again. You've done a few times, right? Does, are any of those the options here, or was it something? Well, this some is other the, reason. The, the, no, this is this this is the one where it's like, well, you say fall asleep. Well, I mean, or half pay attention to because you start resting wa- your eyes. No, 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 no resting eyes. I didn't fall. Okay. I didn't doze off. I just uh, the first time I tried watching this, I did not give a shit about good anything because I was watching this movie and I'm like, what the fuck is this dialogue? Who are these characters? What these are all rich kids? It's like they're going to be doing rich kid stuff and like you're reading, <clears throat> reading this dialogue talking about. Fourier saying you're a Fourierist, like what the what the shit am I doing with my life? What, mm-hmm. What's this mm-hmm. metropolitan bullshit? This sub Woody Allen crap? <laughs> like what? I'm like I'm, I am not in any way the, in the mood to do this, but I have sure. to watch this movie because it's it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That is the fashion. That is the fashion. I pop it on. It's like no matter. This is one of the the flaws with the criterion creeps project is that you have mm-hmm. us coming into these movies coming in cold. Mm-hmm. We have zero interest in whatever it is that we're watching a lot of the time, because it's just like, that's just what the arbitrary spine number is. So whatever it is, it's like, you got to watch it. You're we're not coming in with like being like, I'm kind of curious about Wilt's Wilt's old wit Stillman. And I want to mm-hmm. know more about his oeuvre or being like, I'm curious. And like, you're going in with a, with an open mind and kind of go, okay, let's just see what this is. This is like, this is work. This is, uh, this I, is I, work. I've this got is... to, I've got to get this banged out times of the essence and whatever it is. It's like, it better be easy to watch. It better be smooth. Um, and sometimes it can be a good thing. A lot of time it's a mediocre thing. And once in a while it's like, Oh my God, end it. This is beyond garbage. And the first time I watched this movie, I was like, man, this is some real garbage. I I, mm-hmm. I, I resent this movie a lot. So much that you decided to watch it again. Hey. Well, I found myself with some time on my hands, RJ. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I've been known to have time not very and, often. And I was kind of like, you know, this movie does have a lot of like the, the dialogue I remembered, some lines, which I have to, I'll have to send you some screenshots, RJ. Yeah, I haven't taken mine yet. So if you oh, have any, dear. send them my okay. way. Well, I, I have the recordings. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. Let me, uh, let me do okay. my piece here. So I was like, well, fuck, I've got time. I can start like going through this and maybe the experience will be different and i'll get the screenshots because there is some like stuff that i think we'll be able to uh take advantage of for a long time to come yes uh, i agree so i was so like so there's that part to it but i will say that rj that upon second viewing it was a dramatic reversal from being like very like down on metropolitan to being like this is actually pretty good once you get into yeah. once you get into uh, 
what it is, like what it's doing, I guess. And what is it doing, Jerry? I don't know. It's kind of it's presenting just a story about um, these rich kids that are very much like it's like a Breakfast Club, but with bo- sure. bougie kids. In fact, though, mm-hmm. I was because I think the go-to with this movie, and it's very easy to on a, a surface level, is to say this is just like Woody Allen stuff. Like this is just completely like a Woody Allen riff. That's what I thought when I was like, I'm like, oh my god! But this is like not couched in what makes um, Woody Allen work, where his rich, privileged characters kind of are doing things that I think viewers would have some shared lived experience with to some degree. Like they they come off a little bit more relatable, but because like I don't know, they're usually like. I don't know. They have they have struggles. Where mm-hmm. watching Metropolitan, it's kind of easy. I think it's. I found it very easy to miss that this is kind of like this kind of dorky love story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't feel like that the first time I watched this. Anyway, upon the second viewing, it became a lot more evident what the what the not like this almost non-existent plot is about. And I was like, oh, okay. So like the whole, like I think the ending of this movie actually really ties things up fairly well. So what is this movie all about? This, that, that I've actually come around to liking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, we were following Nick, the red haired kid who just happen happens to be trying to catch a cab. Um, the, the implication that we get later was this was part of kind of a, a ruse that mm-hmm. he had, he, that he had, Bought, he buys a, he, he rents a tuxedo or a suit to basically maybe catch along with the Sally Fowler Rat Pack during debutante season. Are you are you are you familiar with debutante season, RJ? I, I know of coming out. Is that what you mean? Like a coming out party for a debutante? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, sure, it's like that. But this is in New York. This is, I think, guess what they're doing. Uh, when kids are going off to rich kids' schools, you know, the Ivy Leagues, uh, going to studying in France or going to Princeton, well, mm-hmm. during the Christmas break, kind of a uh, catcher in the rye style, uh, you're like, well, I'm, they're, they're not the kids that are staying home mm-hmm. or staying at the, like, the school. They're actually going back home to hang out with their family and mm-hmm. see their old friends and uh, they're going to do fun things like we're going to dress up every night before christmas we're going to go mm-hmm. we're going to do adulting we're going to do a, uh sophisticated things and have some drink and do some um mescaline and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff like they're just doing like they're playing uh adults right uh but like they have the money and resources to do it well um tom the uh is that right no yeah no nick 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 nick's Mix, mix, mix is fallen out of uh, the ability to be part of this social group. He was dating a girl, uh, Serena, who's kind of like part of this upper crust. Mm-hmm. Uh, they broke up, and his parents have now divorced. And he's kind of like he knows that this kind of group group exists, and he kind of wants to see her again. And so it's like he almost like kind of off camera is just standing around. <laughs> while one of these things was going on. And then they're like, oh, hey, we want that cab. That's how I interpreted some of this. I could be like a little wrong with uh, Nick's motivation, but there's this idea that he rented it very particularly to be one of these groups. And then he kind of like winds up being taken under the wing Mm -hmm. of these rich kids who uh, Tom, who's kind of like the 
pseudo leader of them. Mm. He's just definitely the one that talks the most. He seems to really take to Nick for whatever reasons he has. Um, I think it's a grooming thing. He's grooming him for what? To, 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 to join the, uh, the movement? That that's a metropolitan too. I uh, that you you gotta find out. There's the payoff to that there, but uh, yeah, I do think uh, also what you said. He he like he's like trying to be situation not Nick the other dude to get like taken in, but also like there's a lot of talk of escorts where they're like they're like we'll hire you as an or like we'll get you as an escort tonight, and they kind of take him on like that. Like it's kind of a weird like. Well, there's this idea that like there, there's these like yeah there's like the girls. And they're recently and they they, they, they've had these guys that are like, you're going to be there to like walk us home at night and like yeah. make sure that we're attended to. Mm-hmm. No, no funny stuff. What do you mean by attended to? Well, that, that they're just like, hey, we are not left alone with these parties, and right. we're, we're we're doing debutante things, or but it's like right. proper society where you put your hand like this. You see what I'm doing, mm-hmm. RJ? Yeah, like, I, I with the wrist. And you're, you're swirling your brandy. Is yeah. that what you're doing there? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Contemplating. Yeah. Being pithy. So. Yeah. Um, RJ, what are your thoughts of uh, Fourier? For or against? Um. You're a farm kid. Fourier. I would say Fourier <laughs> is uh, definitely the one that's the most. The mostest with the ghostest with the mostest. It's definitely the most, if you know what I mean, Jared. Yeah, I know Fiorier. Eh? <laughs> we sure. all we all do. Who we doesn't? Who do- doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> um, yeah, Fiorier. Eh? Uh, so yeah, you get these. So whatever, like he gets invited up to Sally Fowler's apartment. I I guess it's her place, but there's the one apartment. It's Christmas time. This is also a Christmas movie, um, right? It's very, Christ- uh, it's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's very Christmassy, Christmas but there's like almost, kinda... there's very little discussion about Christmas. It's just kind of like a backdrop and it makes for a nice natural lighting. And when you're shooting on location, uh, it's like everyone gets to wear coats, the, the ground's wet. So it's easier to light and people get to wear their coats. And of course, old, uh, Nick, he's only got his, uh, raincoat with a lining and everyone else is wearing proper, uh, stylish winter jackets. Mm, yes yes a lot of winter coats there's a lot of a lot of conversations about these coats as well Jarrett. a lot of talks of the right overcoat and things like that there's yes. a and where to get a proper suit in all these different a places c- couple scenes as such mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. yeah so this is the kind of movie where there's characters they have discussions um and you know they'll make kind of jokes about a dead like they'll be like these lines these zinger lines talking about a dead father um saying oh it was really hard on the the, the daughter or whatever and then they, they, someone will say it was hard on him too hmm. what does that mean cuz he's dead wow yeah um or talking about when uh i think it's charlie the guy with the glasses yeah mm-hmm. um he's talking about like how um in New Yorkers, it's kind of uh, people are described and depicted as like always being divorced and with loose morals, and that it's a bad stereotype. And it's stereotype, and it's like that's more of the Southamptons. <laughs> they really zinged you on that one, yeah. eh? Did yeah. you feel zinged by that? Uh, I didn't. I just kind of went, ah, if that's this is such a New York movie. 
Uh, yeah, I was just like, man, to be to be alive in New York, New York City, New York City. Uh, then, and then we have uh, my note here, Rick the Pony Tailsman, who's he's uh, also yes. he's a he's a Baron. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the Alpha. No, that guy's the Alpha. Yeah, that's the one that Tom bristles under. Who is the? Uh, I'm sure RJ's tagged this film with incel and incel fanfic. I believe this yes. is aimed at Tom, who does go on a couple of uh, screeds. He, uh, he's he got some ideas, man. He's got some ideas on how things should be and how... Uh, he's the first to, how... he's the first to um, be shouting out about sluts. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, this is like the second or third um, criterion in a row where we get a, a, a loud slut shout. Mm-hmm. By someone, no. if uh, if you know what I mean, like by literally, I mean but, that. So so Tom Tom isn't a good incel. Really hates Rick because Rick is a real Chad. Yes, he is. No. Yes, he is. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that I watched um, Martial Law this week as well. A, a one of those Vinegar Syndrome archive films. A uh, real piece of is shit. Of incels. Uh, it stars Chad McQueen, son of Steve McQueen. Uh, is that, is Steve McQueen the race car in that Cars movie? Yeah, he's the, he's the race car. He's the race car? Yeah. Chad McQueen, eh? Chad. Chad. Have you ever met someone named Chad that wasn't a Chad? You know what I mean? No. You know what I mean, right? N- never. They're all Chads, right? They're all Chads. Yeah. So, Rick, though, this ponytail dude, that guy, wicked Chad. Tom, wicked incel. <laughs> it's hard to describe, yeah. like, there's no real plot to this movie a lot of it is just kind of these incidents like it takes place over the course of like whatever like a week before christmas and then you get to see a little bit after christmas uh which we see at one point described as orgy week yeah there's orgy week for sure i got you i got a screenshot of that for you by the way uh, uh, yes. so, so what's happening here is like we're getting the blossoming kind of attraction that audrey he's kind of positioned as our like uh female lead I think who's like really taken with Nick in his red mm-hmm. hair. Uh, so she, she, that's becomes that he becomes her default escort. And she's like, they have, they have these discussions. They're talking about the novel. They're talking about Jane Austen, Mansfield yes, park. Uh, and Nick informs her that's like, well, I don't know. That's such lesser work. I mean, who even bothers reading these things? They're very bad of modern times. I, and then of course it's like, you know, he talks about the criticism of it and she's like, well, what do you think of it? It's like, well, I don't read novels. <laughs> I, uh, I I did like that part because it reminded me of a lot of people who uh, would comment on our YouTubes for <laughs> our things where it's like, oh, this is complete horseshit. And it's like, well, what did you think of it? And it's like, I don't read them. I just read the criticisms and uh, the reviews of it. It's like you're going to get a, the best of all of it if you just do that. And I go, hmm, I'm sure there's a lot of Criterion uh, fans who do uh, very similar things. You know what I mean, Jared? Yeah, this is why this is a real uh, Criterion jam for some folk. Yes. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, that's us on the screen. Look, so finally, I'm being represented. Yeah. And then uh, then we do see that Serena uh, is kind of lurking around. And then this is when uh, Nick's kind of getting all like, oh, I don't want to talk to her. And everyone's like, well, I, well the one, I'm not sure if it, is it Sally Fowler? There's like the one uh, brunette that's uh, that like there. I'm not sure if it's her place specifically or if it's. The blonde. I'd have to actually look at these characters' names. They I can't of... remember. Yeah, I don't remember places. I kind of I remember the I remember the characters, but I'm like, who owns this place? 
and but she's the one that also winds up asking uh, Nick, who, how would you rate who you're most attracted to in descending order? Uh, who are you most interested in romantically? That one. Mm, okay. Yeah. So she's kind of um, the one saying, "Hey, Nick, you know, wh- you, you know, Serena is a little wondering why you don't talk to her." And so yeah, yeah. this is kind of where he's. Uh, lurking he's like oh, i feel real bad about that I, mean, I feel like he's he can't get over her he's got photos on his bedstand even though uh audrey's <laughs> making a lot of um suggestions i think of her own interest in him but he's just like doesn't care about it. he's like no 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 i'm a i'm a serena guy so no 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 i'm not no. doing that no way uh there is a note here about uh vomiting fred he's kind of the the fat friend of the group yeah yeah, and he pukes. And he and he's talking about. He said it must have been the Vienna sausages. So I didn't drink that much. It's just uh, the, the Vienna sausages. And you go, okay, okay, okay. You, you big old lush. I mean, are these? Hopefully, these people are of age. Surely. Well, uh, there's a lot of like. I don't even have really a, a notes specifically about Charlie, the one with the glasses. Uh, because he has a lot of these monologues that are like trying to like excuse the bourgeois. There's some very direct references to other Criterion film, discrete and, charm of the bourgeoisie, talking about yeah. how it's an unfair depiction. He thought finally a film is going to un- to explain what's so charming yeah. about being bourgeois. But the film, it's just it's classic surrealist, just 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 attacking yeah. it, and missing the point altogether. And his bit, he's the one who his big thing is like, he's like, you think it's easy being the upper crust? You think it's easy for us to have to make the hard decisions to have the money? There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure, you know, and uh, eventually people fail. And then there's that Mm -hmm. scene where uh, kind of in that last third where they're at the bar meeting like a grown up version of themselves. And the guy's just like real, like, Oh yeah, I don't know. It's real depressing when I meet people who are more successful than me, and they always ask you inevitably, "What are you doing these days?" And I get real depressed. That's why I hate seeing people I know because I know inevitably, even when they don't ask, they're thinking, "What are you doing lately? What's he been? What's he been doing?" It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that could get to you. But and then, yeah. guy, but then of course, like Charlie's like, well, eventually, you know, the the the, the direction of these things is there's failure. It's a downward thing, and the guy's like. No, <laughs> like it's like oh, it's like nah, nah, nothing gets that bad. Yeah, because it even gives uh, Nick this like knowing look of like you're a friend here. He's gravely mistaken. It's great to be rich. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and and see that's good too, right? Yeah. That that part is good, but yeah, it's uh the that talk, you know. Right. So yeah, there's this whole bit where uh, so Nick is. He gets this opportunity to Serena kind of finds him and corners him at a party and he's supposed to be escorting Audrey. And then he, he tells Frank or Fred, Hey Fred, who's like going to go vomit. Hey Fred, you uh, got to tell them that to wait for me or make sure you escort Audrey to the next party and I'll meet them at Sally's. And he takes off and he starts smooching with Serena. What a, what a lout. But of course he doesn't see it that way because he only has eyes for Serena. And that's exactly what he wants. What a mm-hmm. what a tart! What a tart, RJ! A what? A tart! Wow! So, I wouldn't use such a word. But. So so, uh, yeah. So they're like Audrey's very like where where is he? Where is Nikki Poo? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's sad. They go back to the party, and then Nick does show up. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I told Fred. And everyone's like, yeah, sure, Nick, you piece of shit. <laughs> they really let him have it, eh? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I didn't realize it was a big deal. He's like, well, you didn't realize a whole lot, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And you go, geez, all right. Um, I had a note here, Charlie, four-eyed knobbend. Is that what they call him at one point? No, that's what I was oh. like. I'm like this character, this guy. He's just so annoying. Because uh, he's the, this is like the scene. I think the next another night uh, where they're at a a restaurant and he's going on about like his uh, more accurate uh, acronym for being um, preppies because these are all prep kids. Yeah, uh, and he, I think it's like was it urban hot. Um, What's the what U M D? Do you remember what it was? His the, what the acronym was? WebMD. WebMD. Yeah, I think that's where you find out if you're bourgeois or not. Uh, I is uh, I think what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I don't remember what it is. Oh, RJ, you let me down here. I don't remember much, man. You know mm-hmm. that. We're supposed to take notes. Urban, uh, ah, urban, yeah. urban hot bourgeoisie. That is a more that, sociologically, he says, that is more accurate. So I kind of like UHF. Like UHF, that is exactly yeah. what I was like. UHF, UHF, yeah. Uh, but I did like when he had to, of course, use uh, hot bourgeoisie, and I think mm-hmm. uh, one of the girls says, "Is our language so impoverished that we have to use acronyms or French phrases to make ourselves understood?" To which she responds, "Yes, yes." No. So this is when it hit me. That this movie isn't like a Woody Allen deal. This movie is extremely Godardian. Godardian. Very Godardian. That uh, mm. Audrey, she's basically kind of like an Anna Karina character. Okay. Because uh, there's that one scene where it's like when she's walking around the streets and then there's the mm. song about crying. Uh, yes. Yeah, I know. okay. I know yeah, so K- Carolyn Farina, yeah, she is kind of playing this... Um, the, the Anna Kareen type of character. And like, I'm also like, man, this is like, that's what this is. This is bourgeois Godard, which is a weird thing because Mr. Mm-hmm. Glassware Godard nah, wouldn't be like us. But I think this movie is much better than the majority of uh, Godard's efforts, I think. I think. Potentially. Potentially. And so, yeah, we're supposed yeah. to feel very sad about poor rich girl crying, RJ. She's sad. She just likes that boy. And, um, um, She's she's bummed that she got ditched, and it's going to get uh, and it's yeah. and it's going to get worse because so? they're they're going to do a little like it's not spin the bottle but it's uh, burning Kleenex with the cigarette butt until the dime falls and then you have to admit something uh, embarrassing and of course the the defense of not doing this from Audrey and from Charlie is that it's too exposing and that uh, candor candor will doom us all. The idea that like mm. frankness is actually not a good thing, and this and this and this scene comes up because when asked, he says, "Well, I'm actually just only attracted to this from Nick. I'm only attracted to Serena. That's the only person I would have eyes for." So, was well, there anybody else? So, no, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, you should only be interested with this one particular person at any given time. I mean, after that, mm. I would just go into a non-romantic state. <laughs> There's no consideration for anybody else. And this is while Audrey's sitting right beside him, and you get yeah. to see her heartbreak. Right in front of you. Have you ever, um, have you ever had to like uh, let let known your um, 
emotional and uh, attractedness to other people while they're in the room with you? Have you ever had to do that? Oh, I mean, been put on the spot. I, I tried. I've when haven't I yeah. been in that? Well, situation? I mean, for your job, yeah, you have to quite a bit. Yeah, but. yeah, it just comes with the territory on Zoom. Yeah, I guess sir. It's like I'm not wearing any pants. I'm looking at you, Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, you, you know, know how you, it is. you know what's going on here. Yeah. I do. Um, I do. So there's like kind of a the other line that I've uh, neglected in my notes here was uh, Tom. Uh, he's kind of like yeah, he's kind of guiding Nick through this, and he's kind of like he's leveling with him, saying that like Nick's kind of apprehensions about doing certain things, or like well, you should come out to this thing, you should come out to this thing. And he's like, well, I don't know, I should be doing. It's like what are you are you going to like go home and fret about the you know the the poor? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. And he's like. Pfft. That doesn't get you anywhere, because uh, Tom is a dick, uh, and he, but he's, he talks, and he kind of like is the de facto leader of this group, because when he does leave, he goes off to like a Texas debutante thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the group kind of breaks up at that point. He seems to be the person that was like making them all do stuff, and as soon yeah. as he's not around, they're like, yeah, well, fuck that. Um, yeah. Because he's the incel. He's the incel, but he's also, he does not like the threat that Rick presents because he makes up this whole story about this horrible incident that this Rick guy did. Um, and of course yeah. like, wow, that's a crazy story. And he's like, well, you know, it's a composite, like out of a, a, a New Yorker article. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's like a series of people that I'm sure existed. Yeah. And, uh, th- he definitely did something bad. He says, so, I've seen things that are like this. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume that it has happened. Yeah. That this, of course, yeah. um, causes a little bit of a, a turn mm. but of course like when they when they turn on this uh i think one of the other one of the characters she goes like uh to describe old nick and, and this is a quote and that you're completely impossible and out of control with some sort of drug problem and a fixation on what you consider rick von sloniker's wickedness <laughs> you're a snob a sexist totally obnoxious and tiresome and lately you've gotten just weird why should we believe anything you say his response is, I'm not tiresome. <laughs> ah. mm, hey, Jared, that's when that's when all the guys adjust their ascots and they go, <laughs> My neckerchief? Said, man, oh, he well, might have I, no, I adjusted a little bit to let the steam off because yeah, I go, oh, you know, this is sizzling. <laughs> he said, sizzling, satire, yeah. and and wit- witticism. Yeah. So, um, so then Nick goes on a date with Serena and he becomes very crushed at the realization that all the letters that he sent her from years ago, uh, she was like, oh, I didn't keep those. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like very like upset by this. Cause he's like, I don't, what? I don't like his rationale though. Cause that's very incelly where he's kind of like, uh, he's like, if someone goes to the effort of writing you a letter, you keep it. And she's like, why? I already read it. She's like, what use am I going to have? She's like, I don't want to be an old person with a bunch of letters from like grade eight. And he's like, if someone writes you a letter, Someone takes the effort and time to do something personal for you. You better keep it. He says it in that tone, too. It's very threatening, Jared. I well, don't know if you noticed he's, that. He's, he's masking his annoyance by being I know. rational. I... Um, but it's kind of, I, I, I get that a little bit. But then you get the, you get the realization. He gets the big reveal that it's like, well, a friend of mine, like, kept the letters. They, they they actually like they wanted to keep them. They didn't think they should mm-hmm. get like thrown out because I didn't have any use for them. It's like who kept those letters? And it mm-hmm. was Audrey. Dun, dun, dun. 
Dun, dun, dun. And, then, and then this is where it sets in his mind. Oh, well, she's so I, I enjoy being with her so much more. And with Serena, it's like, yeah, I can leave things with her now. It's It, was, it wasn't going to work anyway, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's like, yeah, Audrey, that's who I want. But the group, the the the, sal, the 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 rat pack is split up. Everyone's kind of gone their separate ways. These girls are like, I'm done with these guys, and like there's like these the, like the leftovers kind of are like hanging around. It's just these the three sad bastards now because Tom's gone, and now it's mm-hmm. just and now it's like kind of like I don't know how much money these guys have between them. Uh, Nick, who I haven't really mentioned, so his parents are divorced. He lives with his mom. In like a small little new New York apartment, and his dad is like sort of this estranged figure with a with a wife, and they just like picked up and left and didn't even tell him that he now lives in Santa Fe. And you're like, and it's kind of like this gets dropped in the movie. You're kind of like, oh man, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> that's a pretty shitty dad move right there. Um, I mean, well, it's it's parenting, Jared. Parenting is hard. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm, I moved to another city. Forgot to mention that. Don't return your calls. Um, yeah. So you're left with the three. You got Fred, you got Charlie, and you've got Nick. And they're kind of mm-hmm. like they're trying to like have fun on their own, and it's like just not the same. They're not drinking because they can't afford it. Because they were like these are the guys kind of like kind of hanging off of the more rich people. But these guys mm-hmm. are like kind of like Charlie's got some money because he took he dro- he t- withdrew what he called a lot of money, which turned out to be like a hundred and twenty bucks. And then, and of course, yeah. so what happens is they become very concerned because they're trying to like figure out where the the other girls have gone. Um, and there's like, wait a minute, where did they? What do you mean? We've been told that they were out late this night, and like, well, we have to make phone calls. So they wait till seven a.m. Charlie starts making annoying phone calls for the first seven minutes after seven a.m. Calls Nick and say, "Well, I called. I called. We have to meet immediately. This is of great concern because uh, Cynthia said that, or Cynthia's parents said that Cynthia was staying at Audrey's place, and Audrey's parents said that." Audrey's staying over at Cynthia's place. This is not what's, this is not meant to be. The last time anyone saw them was at four p.m. And we have this like I don't know. I really thought this stuff was like pretty good of like them okay. trying to find a find a rental car and the yeah. fact that none of them have licenses. And it's like, well, I, 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 I would get one if I needed one, but I live in Manhattan. <laughs> he's like, he's like, all oh, these are just like <laughs> stupid kids, um, mm-hmm. and they're very motivated to like save the, the the potential of like, oh my god, that that Rick guy who like caused that one fictional girl and maybe some other girls to like like be besmirched and be ravaged and and spoiled and even to the point where they kill themselves we have to save audrey from this a little bit of some, mm-hmm. some white knighting to go to go to the rescue uh, but it's like very pathetic because they can't do anything on their own uh they're like walking around a lot have to call cabs pay 120 bucks to drive out to the south Hamptons to this beach hoping that they're actually there um and then there's like a pair of panties just left on the beach, and it's like that's a pair of panties, and it's like son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I did like that one because you know the reputation yeah. and the implication as well, Jared. You know about the implication? Uh, yeah, I know about it. I've heard about it. I watched enough. Mo- I watched enough Criterion Collection films. To- I've learned all about it. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's about the implication, Jared. Yeah. That's what these I, guys are talking about. I think there's a bit where they're driving along, too, where uh, I think it's like Nick. Oh, yeah. Well, because the other thing is, what would what would Tom do? I ask, I ask myself that daily. Because he's here because he's, he's like, he just he takes life uh, by, the horns? Know, by the horns when he's not, like, yelling at women until they start slapping him. And he says, don't you do that again. 
I uh, what a what a yeah, what did you think of that one, Jared? Did what, you, did what a you good relate? what a good dude, what a good dude Tom is the the raging incel guy, um, who lays it out, but he's like he's real cool. But like when these mm-hmm. people are left to their own devices, they're like, we can What would he do? What would what, what should we aspire to be? And you're like, and <laughs> it's like and uh, maybe they not, go on no. to write Joker. And, I think and, uh, maybe. Yeah. So like uh, you, you agree with me, though. This isn't one of those times where you're like, uh, maybe you're not using the word incel right. Tom is an incel, right? Uh, misogynist. Yeah. 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 That's kind of the word I think you're going for. But well, yeah. potato incel. Because I mean, know. he is like he is like having sex with uh, girls. No, they say it. And it's like and mm-hmm. one of them actually says it. And he's like, he's an asshole. Yeah, but some of these things are like this. Sounds like manifesto times. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. He's he's building up to a solution, Jared. Yeah. Some sort of like, <laughs> some sort of solution. Do you uh, know what I mean? So when they're driving in the cab, I think Nick does this thing. Where he's like, I think Fourier might have been a crank. And then Charles like, Yeah, I wouldn't want to live on a farm with a bunch of other people. I don't know. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> it's like where they're like questioning these things. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't really care about any of the things that I was saying earlier. Like, yeah, like this lived experience, of, like walking around in New York trying to rent a uh, rent a car, and like all these yeah. like these like things that are like standing in their way. You're like, yeah, life, huh? And they're, they're just like, yeah, let's do things. It's like, yeah, you're just dopes. And then um, there's a this movie's permeated with just like the boss, like bossa nova music. Bossa Nova music? Yeah. Yeah. All throughout this thing. And then there's some instrumental stuff too. And some Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day church music stuff where where Audrey's sad. But they they bust in on Rick who's just lounging around. Uh, Is he in his underpants or jeans? Uh, and then there's the girls, but there's Audrey. She's all fully dressed. She gets called flat chested because clearly she's just like along for the ride and not playing this shit. And she's very like kind of uh, pleased to see these guys uh, show up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick gets punched in the face by Rick and he reproduces a gun, which is a toy Derringer. But Yeah, but that, that could take an eye out. Could take an eye out. But uh, you know what I mean? so these two managed to save her, even though she was just kind of like hanging out bored, getting a getting a suntan in like with these tanning lights inside of this beach house, and uh, they allegedly they, they start making their way out off, trying to making phone calls. Some some love and interest seems to be kind of revealed and talking about, mm-hmm. well, maybe we'll go to France and visit you or something like that. Our flights are pretty cheap. And Charlie's getting upstanded, but he seems to be totally okay with that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> or so, I don't know. And then they're walking along. Mm-hmm. Again, very, very Godardian. These, like, these two guys and a girl just palling around, living life, uh, band of outsiders style. Like, again, like, it was like, it became really clear on rewatch. I was like, oh, man, this is, uh, this is a little bit more Godard than Woody Woodrow. Woodrow uh, Ballin. Alan Ballin. Yeah, I was talking about well, earlier. Well, he's different. That's a different talent. That's a different dude. Yeah, different dude. So anyway, so anyway, yeah, I like yeah. First time I was watching this, I did not want to watch it, and I was like, "Fuck this movie." And on rewatch, I was like, "Oh, oh this movie's actually pretty good. I actually quite mm-hmm. liked it." But I, this is a, if you're if you're not in the mood for this type of movie with this like very, um, I don't. 
particular types of characters um, with this style. Like, I don't know if you call it stylized dialogue, but these characters speak with this affectation. And I'm like, is this how this type of character would talk? With these, like, you know, Princeton kids, would they be mm-hmm. addressing each other in this sort of high class manner? Perhaps I'm not a high class, uh, you know, university student. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. So I'm not exactly sure how the upper crust uh, do things, but uh, mm. upon on revisit, I found like, oh no, this movie kind of actually does kind of strip that stuff out as it goes on. And it's, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like a. I don't know, uh, young young people in love and the the, the bumpy road al- along the way, while uh, kind of situating it in kind of an unusual setting where you don't really you you don't really see these types of characters in sure. movies presenting this type of plot. So sure, that's that. Uh, yeah, no, I thought Metropolitan was pretty good. Uh, it's very much a, a flip from my be my initial like fuck this, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I think it's actually pretty okay. Hey, RJ. Yeah. What did you think of Metropolitan? Fuck this movie. <laughs> uh, I only watched it once, so I only have the fir- the first impression. I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Um, you talking about it uh, makes it sound better, I think, than it, I, I than gen- it plays out. I genuinely think that if you yeah. rewatch this, you would enjoy it a lot more. Because I'm sure that's probably Because I do see that. I'm not sure if... Uh, Howling Man is a listener of the podcast, but I see Howling Man gave this bad boy about a half star uh, with a review. Allow me to quote my favorite film critic with regards to describing how I felt about Metropolitan. It stinks. Uh, So I, you know what? I I was right there with you uh, Mm -hmm. on my first view there, Howling Man. But upon rewatch, it's like a totally different experience. And Howlin' Man's got good taste. Uh, Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, Blood on Satan's Claws, Day of the Dead, favorite films. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so like like I said, I think uh, you you kind of doing some heavy lifting and picking out some of the better parts of it, I think, help uh, this movie's impression. Um, I didn't hate this movie or anything like that, but I was bored by it, and I was... Uh, the first watch, I was very much like what you said. I was kind of like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's mostly because, especially in the last two years as we've been doing this, I think a lot of these types of movies where it is uh, upper crust people, I find a uh, I find it a lot harder to try to care for these people and sympathize because hundred percent because the you know the eat the rich campaign. I feel like is uh, really really gotten legs in the last uh, year or two <laughs> so um that like and i know what you mean too we are like well it's uh i i think what you're saying is the point is that it's that setting but then deep down it's these like just these kids that are actually having like normal kid problems yeah but then you do get like you get the scenes where they're still they still are just rich kids because they can just go do whatever they want and then like mm-hmm. that there's parts of that that roll into it which again like I, I don't think it's necessarily the movie because, like, you know, people lo- people did used to really like watching these movies because they could pretend like they were rich, I guess. But now I think it's really flipped with, like, the popular masses where it's just like, fuck watching these rich people. Let's watch some movies about hobos and do that because it's like, that's where that's where I'm headed. The, the hobos, do they fuck? <laughs> well, Boudou, Saved from Drowning, answers that question for you, Jarrett. In detail detail <laughs> Bodu but, uh, fucks. Bodu. well 
yeah, consensual or not, he he does it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thanks, Renoir. Yes, exactly. Um, but this movie actually is uh, it's funny. Um, my old roommate Scott bought this one time because uh, of the description it used to have on Criterion, and it sounded like it was going to be up our both of our alleys at the time. Oh yeah. Uh, and this was before we started podcasting, and then uh, we never really got to it because he always went home at Christmas, and we're always like, oh, we'll, we'll watch it at Christmas because it's a Christmas movie. And then he always went home and then it never happened. And then we started the podcast and I was like, ah, I was like, well, I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh, but uh, it was kind of funny. I showed uh, Andrea the trailer to this because I described it and I was like, she's like, is this an old movie? I was like, 90s. And she's like, 90s, huh? She's like, that might be interesting. Nin- 90s sweat? 90s. Uh, yeah. No- well, there's not as much 90s sweat, though, in- no. except for no, when that guy's not remotely. Well, Except for when that guy's puking. What what timing as I send you screenshots? And then yeah. that very one. And that very one, yes. That'll be a good one to use. Um, but it's funny. I showed Andrea the trailer, and uh, um, she's like, eh. She's like, it looks like the movie I would like, but not the movie I want to watch. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, so do you want to watch it with me? And she's like, no, I'm going to watch Bubble, <laughs> Bo- Bubble Boy instead. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, I don't know. I was just thinking about that movie, and I was like, Okay, so uh, I watched this while she was watching Bubble Boy. Um, what well, does star you? Uh, it does, yeah. In uh, early days, uh, mm-hmm. podcasting. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I was I was mostly just uninterested in it because it was all the conversations. I feel like I was actually like paying like close attention to when I wasn't resting my eyes. Were the conversations <laughs> where where so where you was, so you were resting your eyes. I, there were there were times when I was resting my eyes during this film, but uh, I was always listening. But the the few times that I was actually like, like really like watching were the times where it was like the guy who's like complaining about uh, how the bourgeois weren't represented that much. And then I I only kind of saw the scene later where it's like they they try to break that down a little bit. But it was like that scene. And then anytime Tom was talking, basically. And like when he makes up the story and then he's just like, he's just like belittling the the women and stuff. And they're like slapping them. Those are those like scenes I actually watched with like, like very focused intent. And I was like, man, I was like, this is just another incel movie, but about rich people. And I was like, that's lame. Um, so I did, uh, I mean, I watched most of it and I, I did write down lots of stuff that I was going to take screenshots of. Uh, like the discreet charm stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see. Um, but I did uh, the one thing I did kind of like was that literary. I like the little playoff with that literary criticism scene where he's like, oh, I don't want I don't read the books. I just I just do that. So there there scenes like that that I actually did like that one was good. Um, and some of the scenes like later where they kind of flip things like uh, I did like the cab ride out to the Hamptons. That one was uh, like when they're just riding out there and they're kind of talking about all the sh- bringing back shit i was like oh that's good well because it kind uh, of reduces it down to like these are the, the the losers yes and at the end of the day it's like yeah these are just like <laughs> they don't have like maybe all the all the f- glam and this like kind of like bourgeois he keeps positioning himself charlie does as mm. bourgeois but you're like maybe he's not like as maybe he isn't as, as of, of unlimited means as was suggested because he has like so much money he can take out and then he can't like can't do anything with it and he has to call a cab and like they drive out endlessly and it's like and then he's trying to call for a ride and it's like um uh, yeah it's it's only about an hour away 
for two hours. I don't know because <laughs> he doesn't know where anything is. He's completely hopeless. Um, yeah, which is like I don't know if it's like oh rich people they don't know what they're doing. I'm like ah, they're like I mean these are things that nobody knows what they're doing until you have to do things for the first time in your life and you realize oh it takes effort and resources to do any of this stuff and it's not as mm-hmm. straightforward and pontificating sometimes the the, the the best times are when you're actually um like having to just go with it to go to go with the flow and do you ever go with it just i'm always i'm vibing rj i'm vibing interesting interesting <laughs> well or i mean not. i'm glad or not i'm glad that you uh you uh, took the deep dive again and went for it because it sounds like you got uh, something out in, of it. In a, That's good. In a, an immensely improved experience for me uh, on the second viewing. Yeah, yeah. Which I wasn't well, expecting. Good. Which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. I'm because uh, I was surprised because I was like, happy. look. I, I mean, I'm not sure if that's like a common thing because I was like noticing a lot of people high that we follow very high, very po- yeah. very high on this film, and I, I was kind of like, man, this movie like sucks. Fuck, fuck yeah. the rich. Give yeah. me, and uh, eat the rich, and then um, then you figure out. Oh, okay. This is this is what the movie's actually kind of about. It's just kind of got those trappings of yeah, rich of richness, which is kind of like I don't know. That's a, that's a choice, but there's also the thing about the novel and, and talking about like uh, Jane Austen. And yes, yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. Right. There's um some illusions yes with an a to those kinds of things not illusions you know what i mean right not those times illusions. but um, yeah i'm uh, i'm glad you liked it i uh it's like i said i don't hate this movie i was just i was not very interested by it for a chunk a good chunk of the movie and i went yeah no I, that's that's my the, my first viewing was uh a bit probably a bit more aggressive yep. than that because I was just like frustrated that this like like why would anyone care about this movie? Yeah. And it's it's too bad that uh, this is our job, our unpaid internship uh, for Criterion because uh, as you said, John doesn't pay would, very well. He doesn't pay at all. Um, a rewatch would probably help, but I'm uh I'm not going to do that because contractually obligated, I can't rewatch these films. So right, it's too bad. Too too bad. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Anyways, I think though if you rewatch it, you should rewatch it with Andy and uh see how that goes. Well, if it ever when uh Metropolitan 2 comes out, we will I'll definitely have to rewatch it before. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if um yeah. I'm not sure if uh Whit Stillman has any other f- of his movies in the collection. It's a good question. It's a good question. I'm going to look up uh, right this very moment before we get to Would it just be Last Days of Disco? Wait. Uh, yeah, so that's one. I'm not sure about Barcelona, though. Barcelona? Barcelona. I think this. you, you say the C like a T-H. Barcelona is what I've been led to believe. <laughs> is this from Kerber Enthusiasm? No, apparently that's what they actually say there. I mean, maybe we can get... Uh, there's got to be some Barcelona people listening to this podcast. Oh, look at that. Barcelona even has the... Uh... Same artwork style as Metropolitan, as does Last Days of Disco. Are they both Criterion? They're all three of them. Yep, they're all in the collection. Damn. So, damn. Uh, uh, hmm. Whit Stillman, what spy number is this? 807, right around the corner. Yeah. Well, it looks 
Is that the same character? He <laughs> looks like the same guy. Uh, With Stillman follows his delightful indie breakthrough Metropolitan with another. And also the other thing though too, Metropolitan is a fir- is a film debut. It's the guy's first movie, and that's pretty good. Like it's a for a first film. I think that's maybe why a lot of people check it out. Um, I mean, there is shots in it that. <laughs> There's some shots in like daytime New York that I was like, man, this looks like some shots from New York Ninja. <laughs> like how sloth, like how uninspired the lighting is. It's so flat, mm. but most of it doesn't look that way. No, not really. Oh, look at this! What a what a twist in this film. Wit Still- Stillman followed his delightful indie breakthrough with another clever and garrulous comedy of manners, this one with a darker edge. A pair of preppy yet constitutionally mismatched American cousins, a salesman and a Navy officer, argue about romance and politics while working in the beautiful Spanish city of the film's title. Set during the 80s, Barcelona explores topics both heady, American exceptionalism, Cold War foreign policy, and hilarious, the ins and outs of international dating, the proper shaving method, while remaining a constantly witty delight, featuring a sharp young cast that includes Taylor Nichols, Chris Eichmann, and Mira Servino. Wow. I, That's I, huge. Are you sold? Are you gonna? Uh, well, the Mi- the Mira Servino thing really sold me. Well, if you, only you, we like... could get uh, Juliette Lewis in there as well. Yeah, yeah, it would be a real uh, slam dunk. A slam dunkin'? Out of this park. Um, uh, we could try to make that catch on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we I'll I'll try for you. Uh, yeah, C- C- Chris Eigerman um uh, is Nick in this film. Ah, good to yeah. see oh yeah, 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 and he's in uh, Gilmore Girls. Boom, there you go. No Edward Clements though. Uh, oh, Taylor Nichols. I, I was saying, like the guy in the picture looks exactly like Charlie, and it is. He's also he's back in. I mean, that makes sense, right? In Taylor Nichols form, and he, well, I mean, who could forget Congo? Mm, Congo, Congo's awesome. And he was in uh, Godzilla. 2014 as godzilla nope that's cool pretty good turn you want to hear who hates metropolitan yeah sure let's see let's see what they have to say luke half a star while this wishes it was jane austen austen actually knew how to write also this same shit was done by godard Wow, look at that. With Le- mm. Le Chinois and was far more interesting and on the dot. Boo! Gives me bad vibes about Last Days of Disco. Uh, does that mean they don't want to watch it? I guess so. I guess. Um, well, this person gave a half a star to Kill List and a half a star to Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, boy. And a half a star to Thin Red Line, but... Here's her bio. I swear I actually like movies. I can't help that they all suck. Favorite films include something called I from last year, something called Shit from 1969, (laughs) Uh uh, On the Waterfront, and Yesterday, which I think is some kind of Beatles movie from 2019. So I shit on the waterfront yesterday. Wow. You, you, You did it, buddy. He... And I, I, I fell for it. Yeah, Hook, yeah. line, and sinker. Oh, man. You bit hard. Hook, line, and sinker. I got you. Got you Damn good. It. Damn it. But 
I don't know. Sick burn. All the, all, all the regular stuff. You know what I mean? Okay, you want to hear about Philip Daniel Chatran, half a star? Uh, yeah. Let's oh. get me Philip Daniel Chatran. Oh, PDC. PDC, yeah. P- Just like GDP. I don't know that I've ever been nonplussed in my way, in such a way. Oh, God, now I'm speaking like one of them, nonplussed. Look, I get it. The gimmick here, the thing makes the film unique, I suppose, is the idea of the world, the story, and the characters we follow. A financially elevated society whose affluence is little seen by the general public, whose stories are rarely remarked upon in popular art and culture. It's an interesting thought experiment. I always cringe just a little bit when I or others look to completely tear a film apart. I never want to state things that way, mainly because as my mind begins to go down that route, I start to think of how a production assistant might have gotten his first job on this film, or how an assistant camera operator worked on a shot for four hours, six feet away from a steaming sewer grate, sweating through his or her clothes, just to get a shot that the decision makers believed must be in the film, only to later be edited out for the final cut. When I think of that, it makes me want to be less cutting and more professional with one's criticism. That being said, I will probably mm. never come back to this. Um, you know what else he won't come back to? Letterboxd. Because this is the last movie he watched in September of 2021. Oh, damn. So uh, he might be dead, dude. Oh, no. Uh, favorite films include The 39 Steps, which is like nobody's favorite film. Vertigo, When Harry Met Sally, and The Godfather. Only two half-star films, Metropolitan and Bad Santa, starring Billy Bob Thornton, which is a good show. Not bad. It's a good show. Jeremy Barron. I see him. Uh, quote from the film, What do you study in France that you can't study here? French. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Downwardly mobile until it slides nearly off my television screen. Thank you very much. Hmm. completely pointless. I don't remotely care about any of these characters or their alleged problems. If this is supposed to be a satire, it's a bad one. Instead, it resembles a sneering right-wing big chill with jacked-up elitism, and it is pretty much unwatchable. Wow. Fuck, he got him, hey? Jacked-up elitism. Uh, Favorite films include Uncut Gems, Miami Vice, Raw, and Love Streams. Other half-star films include The Squid and the Whale, Tenet, uh, Walkabout, and The Love Guru, which I know you're a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Other uh, Some one-star films, Jarrett, Run, Lola, Run, Lost in Translation, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, it's not a one-star film. No, it's nice, not. nice try, Pose Dog. We all know it's... Fine mm-hmm. artisanal cinema. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and if you don't think so, maybe you didn't watch it right. Yeah. That's what I got to say. Damn, damn right. Doing Bill dirty like that? He tried his best, okay? Just leave him alone. He tried. You know? That's all we you can know? ever do. Yeah. I'm with you. I, well, oh, well. Um, any final thoughts on Metropolitan, RJ? No, I didn't much care for it, but like I, 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 I'm not gonna say you should feel differently about it because yeah. I, if I hadn't watched it for the second time this week, I uh, would be right there with you, yeah. dump dumping on this movie, probably yeah. w- much worse than you 
didn't really do it all. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm glad I did a rewatch because like, oh, this movie actually is pretty good. Yep. I think it was um, completely a movie that exists in the Criterion Collection. Yep. And that's about as much as I can say about it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I'd say it's uh, been a surprise highlight from a, a long run of uh, nothingness. It feels... Yeah. I, honestly, just, I just, if I was to say, hey, RJ, what's the last good one that you watched? Would you be able to answer that question? No. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what the movies we've watched have been the last couple of weeks. Well, I have to look it up because I don't either. Um, upon examination, let's take a look. Diary mode. Criterion creeps tag. That's the way to do it, my friend. Uh, wow. What a run. And I've been having to rewatch a lot of movies. You have? Uh, Oh, man. When was the last time I gave something that wasn't a rewatch? Samurai Rebellion was really good. Yeah. That, That was in September. I mean, uh, that's yeah. probably it for me, too, then. Because young Mr. Lincoln was just average, average. Well, the pie uh, scene was good, but... The pie. I mean, who could forget the pie scene? I mean, but, yeah, the pie scene was good. Yeah, I... Boy, back-to-back Mr. Arcaden and the children are watching us. Le bet humain. <sighs> There was a there was a few back to backs. I well, see, we I, to go. I mean, I re- I really like I mean, I I really like Virgin Spring, but that wasn't a rewatch for me. And I know you were uh, less less cool with that one. And yeah. um, uh, I thought Ran just continues the the mediocrity of one uh, Kurosawa uh, pickpocket. I also liked, and you were like whatever on. So yeah, yeah really, I feel like a Samurai Rebellion. That's a October. <laughs> oh my god. Four, yeah, and I mean that was good. That's a four and a half month run though of like for you anyway now. I mean I thought yeah. I, I think Metropolitan actually is very good. And yeah. before that <sighs> shit. Uh then you start getting back to like Harry Curie. Uh and mm. uh Well that movie is really good. Yes. And then yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, it's uh This is a grit. What have we done to ourselves? And then before that, for first time watches, you're going back to the Browning version. Oh Jesus! And that was June. <laughs> oh, yeah, d- dark. All I gotta say is there's a there's few there's fewer diamonds than there are turds. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of digging through turds. Well, I'm digging through turds, which is the Criterion Collection, and, and turds in an, an Ottawa and snowbank. Exactly, and I mean that's the point. People got to know this. Just because it's in here, doesn't mean it's good. That's right, RJ. Okay. 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 Yeah. Anyways, after the break, mm-hmm. um, we're going to. Make sure that RJ gets home. Gonna, gonna make the sure voyage, the voyage, home? the voyage home, the voyage the, home, the one with the one with the whales. Man, I like that one. They're all good. Watch, no. watch Star Trek movies, guys. <laughs> yeah, those are better than these. <laughs> 
RJ, do you have a favorite Jane Austen novel? Yeah, I like uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> remember, remember the Lincoln joke? Remember how those movies are popular? Remember? Oh, man. That's remember? So, that's so fucking epic. Yeah, I know. It's sick. It was, it was a sick burn on Jane Austen. Take that, you old, you old bee. What? what? I said you old Betty. You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com and tell us what's awesome sauce in your life. We've got a Facebook. Radical. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. We've got a YouTube page. We've got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Sauce. Sauce. Legendary. Next week, RJ. Spine 327. The good one? Three films by Louis Mal. But RJ, we're, we're going to slow it down. We're going to slow our roll. So once a week, mm. the next three weeks, we're going to hit that Louis Mal box set. Who? Exactly. We're going to find out. We're going to have three weeks to spend with Louis. The man, Who? the legend, director. First up, 328, Murmur of the Heart. 1972. Is this a medical video? Uh, could be. I don't know. It's it's say. There you go. Now you're. Saying, you get it now. Yeah, I, I followed. Took me a second. I got you. I got you. You excited? What do you think? Yes, very. I'm gonna give it my honest attention. That's what I can promise you. Yeah, a little bit of uh, resting of eyes. Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Some movies I don't have to rest. You know what I've never rested my eyes for? Star Trek. There you go, my friend. So, you know, it, it happens. And one day, one day the, the collection will get its shit straight. They'll figure it out. No. It's just not today. Not today. <sighs> All right, well, good night. Uh, Yeah. Because uh, it's nighttime. And it's the right time. For what? <laughs>